And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Doug Hagman at the helm, a fellow investigator, researcher, my son, Joe Hagman. We are the Hagman and Hagman Report. Something I like to call America's premier father-son investigative reporting team. Hitting the news items hard, bringing on people who know, who know the, um, who know what's going on. Had a lot, a lot of conversations, uh, on, via telephone today with a lot of people, uh, John Moore, and others, many others, folks. It's uh, if you're not if you're not rightly concerned, it's time to be concerned. Now that doesn't uh, concern does not equate to fear. It's uh, Joe. It's concern. We're seeing the prophetic. Uh, the the prophetic. What was prophesized? Absolutely. In in biblical times. Go to HagmanReport.com, folks. And yeah. check out the write-up. Uh, you'll see there that my father wrote today. Briefly. In between fires that I was putting out. Not literal fires, of course, but... The, we're out of time. Prophetic warnings of the past are playing out. And, folks, it's a must-read. As uh, Steve Quayle will be our guest in hour number two and three tonight. Yes, sir, Bob. Or Jim or Joe or <laughs> Ralph. You know, in the in the yeah. article you write, and I just want to read the first paragraphs. In America and throughout the Western world, events that are changing the geographical landscape are happening at a pace like no other time in modern history. Given the frenzied pace of ever-changing headlines and dire reports, it cannot be clearer that we are out of time. The prophetic yeah. warnings of the past are unfolding before us. Well, well they are. Go to HagmanReport.com yeah. and, and read the rest of that. Um, and Steve Quayle, we'll, we're going to be talking about this tonight with him in hours two and three, and we're going to be breaking down some news and headlines here in the first hour. And, and I want to thank everyone who has responded to our call for, um, hey, do you have something to say? Now, if you if you're going to have, you know what, folks, I don't like pop-ups, man. You know, you you, you go to you go to <laughs> websites, man, and and, and it, it the the pop-ups, I just want to, you know, throw my computer into the window now. There's only one pop-up that we have. And it's really not a pop-up. It's kind of a slide-in. And, and it, it's, a, it's a message to our, our, our people at HagmanReport.com. If you, um, if you can write, send us a, send us a, send us your articles. Okay? Send us your, send us your articles. And folks, it's we really will consider easy. to print uh, on the uh, on the website when you see the pop up. If you uh, there's an option there to never see the um, oh yeah, you can wipe pop it up again forever, or you can just click to the side uh, if you want to save it for every time that it comes you right. come on the website, and it will go away. Yeah, and, and, and JD, I, I was he's the one to put that in there. I said, hey JD, look, you know, I, I do would like that. I would like to have this pop- slide in as I as I'll call it, but I want to give people the option to like. Get rid of it forever, never see it again, and and that's exactly what he created. So I want to thank JD for his hard work on that. But but look, uh, folks, you know, we were talking uh, 
throughout the week, uh, JD, of course, and giving his input, and Eric, the tech, his input, and Joe and mine, and sitting around having some purple sticks and <laughs> popping some vitamin B. And we were thinking, you know, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of talented people with a lot of great things to say. Why not offer you that ability? You know, it's interesting because I see, we see websites that, well, you've got to be established. You've got to, you've got to have the, uh, credentials. You know, you've got to be an English major. You've got, I mean, you can't be just any ordinary person, that is to say, with something to say. And how does that give you the chance? How does that give the average person the opportunity to write? Now, I'm not talking about a fluff piece or an unresearched or unsubstantiated piece. No, 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 no. We're talking about articles that can, that can, uh, that you can write whether it's an opinion piece or a fact-based piece. And if you're articulate enough, we will certainly publish it. No, we can't pay you for it. We can't afford to pay for it. Um, if, if, if you're looking for a career, you can't do that. But if you're looking for getting the message across, we can do that. Uh, give us a little bit of time. We're working on... Oh, we've got a great response already. So give us just a bit of time to go through those. We've been just slammed all day today. I mean, uh, I got to tell you, I, I, I was up at, uh, I was, well, I was up at 4.30 and I walked my dog and I got to the studio at 5.15 this morning with with Lady, our studio dog. She wasn't too happy. She was she was wondering why, what she did, you know, I have to get up that early. But we, we did a lot of things this morning, but I have to tell you, beginning at 6 o'clock this morning, the telephone started ringing and didn't stop ringing until 6 o'clock this evening, and there were a lot of things that, that had taken place uh, within that time period and a lot of information given. Now, just a couple of things I'm going to toss it to Joe. Folks, if you have direct TV tonight at 9 o'clock, it's my understanding, channel yep. 367, WHT is the network. You can watch Joe and I with Pastor Paul Begley on the coming apocalypse. And it was tell, uh, us how, tell us how we did. It was so much fun going uh, to meet Pastor Paul and uh, having dinner with him and his wife and, yes. and a few friends, and the next day being able to to be with them and shoot the TV show. So it was a lot of fun, and um, we talked about a lot of important issues. And I can't wait to see it myself. You know, there was. And we're going to be doing this um, a lot of times. And Eric is the one that, and, and JD too, both said, hey, you know, you're missing an opportunity. And I said, well, how's that? Hook up uh, a video and an audio to the to the telephone, basically. And when, when we have conversations, of course, consensual recording of, of conversations. For example, Steve Quayle was just on fire this morning. Um. And others that you know, folks, you know and love 
were, were just absolutely on fire. A lot of information. And we could have done shows. We could have done two shows just today in conversations. So we're going to be bringing that to you as well as, as time goes on. And, and I'll say this, that the, we, we're going to, uh, we're expanding to, to bring you, and, and feel free to pop in here, Eric. I'm trying to articulate as best I can. We're going to be able to talk with our guests video, but we have, <clears throat> is that right? I mean, you know, so, we're, you're going to see them. We're going to see them. They're going to see us. They can't see you. We can see you, but don't tell them. <laughs> anyway, um, so, but but that piece of equipment, because we are we are pushing out to numerous venues, just that piece of equipment alone is is a ton of money. It is a lot. It's a lot of money. I mean, it's it's actually more than a used car in yeah. some cases. We've had many meetings, sitting and, down yeah. wondering if we could if we could crunching numbers, crunching numbers, and and then this isn't this is not a, a hey you know you want to throw money our way, no th- th- this is just telling you how it is, um, because it's we can bring you deliver you a better product, and this is kind of why you're seeing the subtle change in the the programming structure. Some people say, well, I don't like that. Well, all we're doing is just splitting the first six minutes up into two segments, and there's a reason for that. We're not going anywhere. Global Star Radio Network is our home. And as long as we can we can uh, make our videos public on YouTube until they, they pull the switch on us there, we're going to be coming to you via video. And if they do pull the switch on us on YouTube, we've got something else planned. Mm-hmm. And uh, those two <clears throat> venues, and BTR, of course, is our backup blog talk radio. And if you go to Hagman and Hagman dot com, there, there you can list list all of the audio and video options. Now, um, so Joe, uh, nine o'clock tonight on Direct TV three sixty seven, the coming apocalypse. The TV show. The TV show. With Pastor Paul Bagley. Yep. Featuring. You can myself. see our, you can see our mugs. Yeah. Um, we filmed that, uh, last Thursday. <clears throat> I, I wasn't wearing any pants. <laughs> we had a, a, an awesome, uh, studio audience too that was there. Yeah. Um, and it was, like I said, it was a lot of fun. I, Channel 367 on DirecTV, yeah. nine o'clock tonight. And I believe it re-airs on Wednesdays. I don't know. Uh, if I remember, it, it, it airs like it. a whole pl- a bunch of places. Yeah. it's got like a million and a half, two million viewers. I mean, it's it's a big, it's a big boom. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know and pass. Yeah, let us know how we did. If we if we really stunk up the place, hey, let's say boy, you guys really stunk up the place. But I don't know. Um, the uh, the the audience there was just great. I have to tell you, the audience uh, that we that we met, we met some wonderful, wonderful people there. I mean, the young man who was with his mother, and you know who I'm talking about. I, I'm not going to mention any names, but what a great young man! What a what a uh, red shirt mom! Uh, what a great young man! What a polite, articulate, and and that gives me a lot of hope for the future. And we met uh, men who 
are were men. I mean, are our men, and said, you know, we're we listen to you. In fact, we were at the hotel. It was funny because, and I think I might have said this before, but when we got to the hotel, and Pastor Paul Begley and Heidi Begley were so gracious to us. You know, on Facebook, on my on my Facebook account, not my personal Facebook, not the Hagman Hagman Facebook, my personal Facebook, I said, uh, what I did was I copied uh, a section of Hillary Clinton's demands for speaker, and I kind of just put our names in place of Hillary's, okay? It was like 225000 for speaking engagement, trying to be funny, uh, uh, Gulfstream for transportation, um, and then I think a fruit basket or something in there with room temperature bottled water, which is true. I mean, it was one of the one of the uh, speaking things. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, Heidi Begley had a basket, and I said no bananas. So what she did was she had a basket with two. Um, bottles of room temperature water and two bananas in there <laughs> so but but she was gracious in her book folks her book finding my father what a blessing that that is um and hearing the story as we had related to to you earlier hearing the story of heidi begley well, what a just a wonderful uh just a, what a wonderful story and, and inspiring but pastor paul begley the real deal heidi begley the real deal great mm-hmm. people we love them and we, you know, I'll tell you what, we support them a hundred percent. And and the people that they had brought with them, my goodness, what a great, uh, what a great audience. Now, before you get into that, <clears throat> I want to just yeah, go make ahead. this announcement. To, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, this is unconfirmed reports, but yes. Bashir Dallas. oil pipelines in Iran um, have exploded, and they say it is so massive ambulance and civil defense teams cannot approach the sites, and there are massive mass death and injuries unconfirmed. I mean, I see the fires here uh, that people have uh, on Twitter. Yeah, the, the 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 Twitter, the social networking feed, folks. For news like this, if you're depending but if that's on true, you, you got to um, go to social networking. Oh, it it will be a big deal yeah. if that is the case. Just wanted to get that out there. The uh, that's a massive oil pipeline explosion in Bush, Busher, Iran. Deaths and injuries. And there are videos of it out there. So keep your eyes on that, folks. And we got a lot of news to well, get to. We're going to get yeah. into some stuff about the Pope. Uh, we got Hillary Clinton news, IRS news, um, DHS and Amnesty news, as well as some other things. And as we said, Steve Quill yeah. will be joining us in the second and third hour. And what Steve's got to say with respect to his decades of research now, the convergence of events that are lining up with, with biblical prophecy, I think you need to pay attention to. Of course, we all have to pay attention to it, but I think that it's going to be talking with him earlier today. That, that was not very manlike there. Excuse me. Uh, talking with him earlier today, the concern in his voice was, was evident. Um, I just want to let you know that that uh, it's going to be a, a very sobering couple of hours, a very important couple of hours. But to prepare for it, folks, please pay attention to what I'm about to say. Tonight, uh, for two days only, American Survival Wholesale has what I believe to be one of the best offers you're ever going to see. Now, you know, we talk about preparation. We, we attempt to offer you the best of the best of the best. Well, any purchase from American Survival Wholesale over $150, they're going to receive free shipping and 
American Survival Wholesales, including a three-book pack with every order. The books are Greg Jackson's 40 Things to Teach Your Children Before They Die, or You Die, plus Maria Canisa's book, Prepare for Persecution. Excellent. And on, on top of that, Paul McGuire's book, Mass Awakening. And I had the uh, Fantastic pleasure. books. Yeah. All three of them. I, in fact, I wrote the four to two of the three. I mean, uh, <laughs> prepare for persecution and uh, mass awakening. So, despite that, order the books or order this order this package. So the deal is, any purchase over one hundred fifty dollars, you're going to receive free shipping and these three books. That's a hundred dollar value in and of itself. Um, it's like spending fifty dollars and getting one hundred fifty dollars worth of products, including shipping. That's kind of what it equates to be. Now, American Survival Wholesale has. And this is important. They've got GMO-free food for as low as 50 cents per serving. Now, to get this amazing deal, you must send them an email. Here, here's the thing. Now, now listen carefully. It, it's real simple, but let's just follow the steps because it makes life easier for everyone. you got to send them an email with your name and contact information, whether it's an email, a phone number, Morse code, I don't know. In the next 48 hours, they will contact you and apply the special code to get you all of the great offers that we just mentioned. Now, along with that, don't forget that they do offer free consultations. They're the only, only, to my knowledge, the only long-term food supplier that can build a package to suit your needs. If you're a vegan or if you've got special dietary needs, yeah. they'll take care of you. Chances is great, and his team is great at yep. Uh, yep. talking with people. I mean, even people with prayer requests. Um, but if you have you know special financial restrictions that you need, payment plans can be worked out. He's uh, just Sometimes, very helpful. Uh, yeah, you can you can run up a bill for ten thousand. He'll carry the paper. Oh wait, no, that wasn't. I'm just kidding. I, I was joking. What I'm not joking about is this: um, American Survival Wholesale will take the time to create a food pack, especially for you, designed for you to meet your dietary needs. But but please follow the directions. Here's what you have to do: send American Survival Wholesale an email with your phone number and a good time to contact you. So with your phone number or some way to contact you, most people have phones. So send the email to Bug Out America. Uh, or America, yeah, I'm sorry. Send an email to, uh, I just had the email right here. What's wrong? What's wrong? Is it bugoutamerica.myshopify.com? Well, yeah, no, just go, no, no, no. Okay. In fact, go to uh, American Survival Wholesale and, uh, click on the, um, just click on the, on, on, on contact, you know, and, and it, it'll be, it's right there. Um, Again, in the next, if you want this deal in the next 48 hours, um, you will need to send them an email with your name and contact info. It's bugoutamerica at usa.com. Bugoutamerica at usa.com. All right. Now, so look around you. The Eiffel Tower is surrounded, evacuated allegedly. You've got the explosion in Iran. You want to hear one that's kind of scary. The FDA just greenlit releasing mutant Zika-killing mosquitoes in Florida. Yep. And this article just... I I don't understand it when I read it, you know. Uh, On Friday, the FDA released a final environmental assessment of a trial, finding that it will not have significant impacts on the environment. The project led by Oxitec, a biotechnical company 
that focuses on insect control calls for the release of thousands of genetically engineered male 80s mosquitoes. The lab insects are bred so that over time they could kill off much of the local mosquito population by passing on a gene fatal to any offspring they have with females. So well, what they've done is they've created a mutant mosquito. They, and that, that, I mean, really, that's the bottom line, a mutant mos- mosquito. They mess with the DNA, the yep. building blocks of the mosquito, and they've created this, this, uh, this isn't monstrosity. The first no, it's We've not seen the this for other reasons. We see it for, uh, um, in Florida. We've seen it in New York State. We've seen it. Uh, they do this every year in Florida and in Georgia and a lot of the southern states. Um, not with the specific Zika killing, um, mosquito, uh, the mutant Zika killing, uh, purpose, but there are other purposes for disease control, as they put it. And the article on fusion.net says, our sci-fi future just got a whole lot closer to becoming reality after the FDA gave the okay to field trial that would release genetically modified Zika killing mosquitoes in the Florida Keys. And these aren't just Zika killing mosquitoes. These are Mosquitoes genetically engineered to kill any other mosquito. Well, which, you know. And should we be messing with, with something like this? Of course not. Of course. No, 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 no. Some fear the environmental impacts that removing, uh, the certain type of non-native species might have on the environment. Others have more, ima- Imaginative objections, such as conspiracy theory, rises about the projects and the spread of the Zika virus. It's not conspiracy theory. It's far from that. And and this is the Tavistockian language. And this is we're going to do a program, folks, on language. Uh, because, for example, there are things that we cannot and should not say as Christians and as conservatives and as human beings. For example, we should not say homosexual marriage. It doesn't exist. Homosexual marriage is not something that exists, it, 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 period. It doesn't exist. Gay, the use of the word gay, that's a perversion of the English language. It's a perversion of the word gay. Um, do I, need I go on? You get the picture. And in some cases, uh, you know, President Obama. Well, why do I have an objection to that? Well, Okay, in order to be president, you've got to qualify constitutionally. Did he qualify constitutionally? We haven't seen the proof to that. So, is he the president? He's the putative president, I suppose, in that capacity. But beyond that, um, I have an objection. But but even more so, the the uh, the words mean things, and and Greg Jackson is going to be talking about this as well okay. on Wednesday. Oh, is it? We confirmed him for Wednesday. All right, and we got a great lineup next Wednesday. Greg Jackson's coming on. Ted Brewer's coming on. Uh, Stan Dale will be on next later. week, not next Wednesday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> next week, sorry. Right. Uh, and uh, Lane Miller from uh, Minuteman Stove will be on, and we'll talk a little bit about, just about a, that later. Yeah, that's going to be just a, kind of a little shot about yeah. the, what's going on there. Um, but uh, the uh, now, now we had talked to folks yesterday about the Iranian hostages. For pallets of money deal. Mm-hmm. What is going on with this? Because there's this big brouhaha over that. Folks. And there's a few new reports out. Yeah, I know. Freed ho- Iranian hostage uh, made the following statement. Iranians told me they were waiting for another plane to arrive before letting us go. And we spoke about that yesterday. 
Yeah, that is, uh, folks, you can find that on Breitbart. Also, the Free Beacon has a report out. Um, Iran, $400 million in cash was part of expensive price to free U.S. hostages as Iranian television has broadcast what some say is purported footage of the $400 million pallets of cash that officials claim was part of the expensive price paid by the Obama administration to free several U.S. hostages. The footage which could not be independently verified, show images of large stacks of hard currency and features claims that the Obama administration sent this money as part of an effort to free several U.S. hostages. Now, you, the White House wait, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. vehemently denies these claims. Right. But you mentioned the video, and I just want to alert people to the fact there are a couple of videos floating around, one from Feb- or one from July, or I'm sorry, one from February 15th of 2016, that people are associating the associating Trump with, okay, which is incorrect. Either Trump made a mistake or... Well, Donald Trump referenced the footage in remarks this week, claiming but it was part footage? of an effort. Um, because, there's a, again, there there are a couple of different uh, footages, uh, videos out there, including one from February 15th to 2016. If he's referencing that, that is not correct. The images are not correct, nor is that is it contextually correct. Just want to make make that clear. So, again, you've got to be careful now because there are landmines being planted out there. If, if yeah. you, you know what I mean? Everyone has got to be extremely careful with the, the news items that they cite, where they cite it. The, uh, uh, look, this how many one, mistakes have people heard me make over the years? Well, of, of course. Reading an article that wasn't, that was satire, uh, and uh, I unknowingly, without doing the proper research, went ahead and, and read it. It happens. Okay, and and some of the screen grabs are being attributed. They're they're taken from the the one uh, video and attributing it to the current situation, right. folks. And you were talking about a documentary that was shot in February, and February fifteenth uh, of twenty sixteen. That's right. So be very careful with that. Always check the source and make sure you're accurate before you report and and, and talk about things, folks. Hagman and Hagman. That's who we are, and that's who we're going to be, saddling for battle giving you the latest, giving you the the most important information, prophetic implications. Hey, we're here. And we call for all Christian men, all Christians across the world to stand up. Stand up and be a man, be a woman, be counted, and get ready. out of time and are we in the end times as we watch prophecy continue to be fulfilled before our eyes we're going to be talking about that and more in the rest of this hour and as we are joined by Steve Quayle for the rest of the show after the next break we also talk a lot about the Pope on this show and some of the crazy things that he says and the uh, agenda he backs up and he's usually on the wrong side but I want to Marxist uh, Marxist Pope Joe. Want to give him credit today? Pope Francis describes transgenderism as the annihilation of man. <laughs> uh, folks, you can go to Breitbart and read the whole article 
Even though they're opening broken clocks right twice a day. <laughs> Their opening <clears throat> statement says that all the Pope, who is known for his more liberal views on issues such as homosexuality, made remarks at a closed meeting in uh, with other bishops um, talking about transgenderism, saying, Today in schools they are teaching this to children. To children, he emphasized, that everyone can choose their gender. As a result, persons and institutions who donate money. He went on to describe the process of ideological colonization, backed by very influential countries. Yeah. Going on to commenting how troubling it is to see transgenderism and the LGBT activists who are uh, speaking out against this now, but their agenda and how they continue to push it to kids. And this is uh, one thing that I would commend the Pope on saying, because as the article states, he is on the wrong side of issues such as homosexuality and other issues changing Catholic Church policy. But again, Pope Francis describes transgenderism as the annihilation of man, and he is correct in that assessment and statement. Well, you, you know, it, again, the it's it's very easy, very clear to see that uh, uh, Tom Horn, Chris Putnam were were correct in their writings. I, I've researched and, and spoken with Tom Horn, and uh, to a lesser extent, Chris Putnam independent uh individually in their latest book the uh, final roman emperor now they talk about pope francis the destroyer the destroyer in fact that's one of the chapters in that book and the this particular pope has many attributes now could he be the um uh, could he be the false prophet? Could he could he fall into that category? I don't know, and, and to, I, I don't believe Tom Horn, in, in, in talking with him, really has any definitive idea. But the fact is, we were looking at at the the Vatican here engaged in activities that are unheard of in modern times. Now, you can go back into the Middle Ages and see many odd things and many weird things with the, with the Vatican. But with respect to modern times, and, and we'll just put aside Vatican II, for example, you're seeing things take place in the Vatican that are extremely uh, upsetting. You've got the first pope uh, from a South American country where the... Mm-hmm. Where the um, Olympics, you know, are, are happening are happening right now. And by the way, there are so many, so many on the Arabic language web internet forums. There are so many threats to the Olympics. Understand this: the Olympics are ripe for attack. Please watch it. Please watch. When, when I say watch it, if you've got family there or if you know someone is there, please urge caution. Because many, many postings by the terrorists or terrorist sympathizers or people posing as terrorists are saying we need to make a statement in Rio. We need to make uh, we need to make an attack in uh, on the Olympics, and we're seeing this more and more and more. Um, now, could this be being seeded by perhaps the CIA or FBI? Well, if you go back to uh, the undercover operation. 
uh, with uh, with the FBI and remember what uh, the uh, uh, I'm, I'm referring to here a report recently uh, this was I think today in the Dallas News tear up Texas undercover agent told Islamic State shooter before the Garland attack uh, an FBI agent had gained the trust of Islamic State sympathizers believed responsible for attacking a cartoon contest in Garland last year. This is mm-hmm. where Pamela mm-hmm. Geller was at. She was holding that? an, an right. anti-Muslim event. There right. were two uh, Muslim men who were engaged by police and shot dead yes. as they tried to get to the event. Yes. But this this undercover FBI agent, now having, how can I put this, just having worked in, in a capacity as an operational asset, in the capacity with the FBI and with state police, you you do not um, exacerbate an already volatile situation. In other words, if somebody has a gun, a terrorist has a gun, and you're the FBI agent, you're supposedly the good guy, you don't goad that person, goad them into shooting someone or, you know, massacring people. You, you don't cheerlead the person on. You're there to, it's your job, at least from my memory, it's your job to make sure that person does not have the ability to go out and kill people. But, you know, here here you've got this undercover agent who claimed to be the ISIS state's eyes when they attacked Garland last year, goading one of the shooters to tear up Texas, according to federal court records. No, that's not good. So I said that just to bring it back to the Olympics because we're looking at the uh, uh, the Arabic language and having websites and having these tra- these uh, these translated. And there's a lot of uh, bravado talk among ISIS sympathizers, terrorist sympathizers. They're all Muslim, and uh, you can almost you can almost tell though, Joe. By the way, if the if the English and, and th- this is this is what if you. And you know a lot more about these websites and how they work and function than I do. You did so much research and investigation on these things after 9-11 where, I mean, you got really into it. You, this is where the Northeast, Northeast Intelligence Network was birthed. That's right. And the showing of the beheading videos to, uh, you know, reporting uh, threats to the FBI about what you would find on these websites about potential attacks. Right. And it's coming back now. And we had found back then, and, and I'll, I'll point this out now, what we're finding now in a renewed efforts, a renewed investigation, we're finding out where back then, for example, um, the Islamic terrorists would store, you know where they would store a lot of data? This is really, I found this very interesting, on government websites. Now, okay, for example, the state of Arkansas at one point, uh, in fact, I had uh, somebody high up in the state of Arkansas call me up, really hacked off at me, man. He said, do you really have to make this public that we had our system hacked and they were uh, the, the Muslim terrorists were actually using our bandwidth and costing the taxpayers money? I said, yeah, yeah, yes, because no one else would listen. And, and that's the way it is becoming today. The only difference today being they're allowed to post on Twitter and Facebook uh, yeah. Their messages of hate and inspiration of you know being radicalized and wanting to to kill other p- people, um, but they do also continue to hide and coordinate through uh, back channels on the internet and through 
um, deceptive means on, on unsuspecting websites. And, and that's how, how it was as well. And, and I related the story before, and I'll relate it again. The uh, gentleman who's out of the country right now, affectionately known as Archangel, one of the best, one of the best investigators I've ever seen in, in this, uh, and you know who I'm talking about, uh, Joe, but one of the best mm-hmm. investigators I've ever seen infiltrate websites, um, Islamic language websites. And, and being able to turn information over and gain the trust of these these idiots uh, out there that that you know these these ISIS well not ISIS at the time but uh, Muslim idiots uh, uh, it was unbelievable what he turned over and I related the story I'll just relate it one more time uh, in real time he was able to um, and it takes time and it takes a lot of trust building to infiltrate terrorist websites. All right. Now I know there's some Christians out there, at least one. And you know, so if you, look, if you if you happen to be from Hattiesburg, for example, just turn this off and don't listen because this is far above your intellectual capacity to understand. I, I'm certain of that. Um, but the to to go undercover, sometimes you have to, for example, um, present yourself as someone who you're not. So. That, that's that's the whole purpose of pretext. That's the whole purpose of a, or that's the whole mode of undercover work. If you're going undercover, you can't wear a badge, right? You can't do that. That's kind of counterproductive. <laughs> and, and again, you know, don't forgive me if you're. Well, this is one of the reasons people were so ticked off with Hillary Clinton and the email scandal go. and the, com- the confidential information that was shared on an uh, unsecured server because. There are people who are spies and who are intelligent assets uh, in for America working in other countries right. whose names and, and uh, undercover operations could be exposed to from the lack of security of our server as they talk about operations uh, via the State Department. That's, yeah, exactly. And putting lives at risk. Uh, now, that's why the treat, you know, when we say that what she did was treasonous, it is treasonous because it, she put by American lives yes. at risk and by work as spies and intelligence operatives. As well as this also arises by the Marxist communists too, in the uh, when you when when, with the Planned Parenthood videos. So you a a man or a a team of investigative journalists goes into goes undercover and and secures uh, video and audio. Mm -hmm. Okay, using covert. Miniature cameras, and and we used these cameras when we were investigators. They've come a long way. Before you had to tape them to your skin, and it was just a big hassle. Now you know it's uh, everything. But but anyway, um, the, believe it or not, there are people who object who will file, you know, will say, "Wait a minute, that's not playing by the rules because you can't." You know, being a Christian, they, they say they're Christians and doing this for Christian reasons. Well, that's that's you you can't do that. That's uh, being double-minded or whatever, it, it, it amazes me that that's their objection. When you've got when you, when the real issue is you've got this massive um, obliteration of, of human life. Did you see um, there was an NFL star Ben Watson? I did. It, no, he, I know uh, what you're talking uh, about. New Orleans Saints tight end Ben Watson mm-hmm. uh, came out and spoke out against Planned Parenthood. Says that Planned Parenthood was created to exterminate blacks and that it is Very working. True. Very true. It is very true, but seldom seldom talked about in any capacity 
from athletes or the entertainment industry uh, or any major news outlets. Well, and, see, you know, Joe, for, for people it, behind the Foundation of Planned Parenthood, they had uh, the idea of genocide of the African-American population. Wouldn't you, priority. Okay. But wouldn't you say then Black Lives Matter, when, when any, I guess, when we look at this from a larger perspective, Black Lives Matter, that hashtag Black Lives Matter, or these phrases, um, have they been constructed, for example, not for the obvious or seemingly obvious purpose of what they should serve, but could it be that, that these, these, sayings have been constructed for the purposes you mentioned, and that is to create, and follow me on this, because this is kind of deep, um, to to cause maybe a counter to that, like White Lives Matter, or Black Labs Matter. Yeah, I saw that. Okay, so to the point where, wait a minute, we can't have any of this now. So to the point where All Lives Matter is offensive. Right, and then is that the objective here? Is looking at the larger perspective kind of going back and saying it no, could be it just doesn't make sense but what from what i see at least from what i've researched and that i mean george soros is behind in the the hillary clinton and obama administration right have been behind a lot of these protests and have sent people to even the initial you know ferguson missouri um yeah you know, yeah where the riots happened in in baltimore um but that's really where the black lives matter movement started um, was in after Ferguson, Missouri. So it's kind of hard, you know. What was it started for good reasons and then co-opted, or was it an or was it an organization that was started for um, nefarious purposes to begin with? Well, we know that uh, Black Lives Matter was started um, in 2013 by Alicia. Oh, I have my notes in, in the office, but but two women. And it was an outgrowth. It was really a social, nothing more than a social media hashtag saying. And, and, and we mm-hmm. went over this before, but it's it's um, not reflective of. Well, how, again, I'm, I'm searching for how to put this. It's not what you think it is. I mean, because the the crossover of individuals involved in Black Lives Matter are Marxists or communists or the very same people who are. Um, fighting against the capitalism, uh, mm-hmm. and, and they're bringing in capitalism and, and are, and actually are pro abortion or pro killing babies, which yeah. is, which is so out of it tune is. with their. It is messed up. Um, yeah. And, and this Ben Watson, uh, uh, you gotta give him credit. He wrote a book. He's the author of the book Under Our Skin. He's frequently discussed the racial divide in America, whether on Facebook posts or media interviews. Um, he gave an interview Wednesday that that in great detail on how race factors into the issue of abortion, yep. and he says, "I do know that blacks kind of represent a large portion of the abortions, and I know that honestly, the whole idea with Planned Parenthood and Sanger in the past was to exterminate blacks, and it's kind of ironic that it's working." He goes on to say, yep. "We as minorities support candidates and overwhelmingly support the idea of having Planned Parenthood." And the like, and yet this is what she, or this is why she created it. Watson went on to criticize wait, wait, minorities. Wait, 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 wait. When she created it, Margaret Sanger. Okay, okay, thank you. I and, just want to make sure that we're everyone's on the same page and we yeah, talk about this. And he, I mean, he got down to the, um, 
And you're referring to Planned Parenthood. Yeah, he points out that the abortion agenda seems to be focused primarily on minorities, how the nation's largest abortion business was founded by Margaret Sanger, who has often been accused of being a racist and a eugenist. And that is, without doubt, uh, provenly true from her own quotes and comments. Yep. But it's just really, it's good to see um, a, a football player coming out and talking about this again. His name is Ben Watson. He's the author of Under Our Skin and a New Orleans Saints tight end, uh, number 82, for those of you who are interested. So, um, you he's know, a devout Christian, and he talks about his, his um, belief system, and then he gets in, into the interview. He got into the abortion part. So we've got to give him credit because, you know, we see people speaking out today about their faith in, in Jesus Christ, no matter where they are in life, whether they're at the top of the entertainment industry or sports industry, be cast down, um, you know, to nothing with no job being blacklisted like Tim Tebow or like Kurt yep. Schilling yep. Uh, for his political ideas. And um, it's happened all too frequently. So keep your, this man in your prayers. You know, regardless of what you think of Kurt Schilling, uh, with respect to his business dealings, I know that there's some hard feelings up in the up in the Northeast, uh, or his baseball career. Kurt Schilling is it really has, uh, in my view anyway, really done a lot and put his put his reputation on the line, and, uh, and and we can learn a lot from from him. Now, it's admittedly it's much easier if you've got a lot of money, it's much easier for you to to. to to put, you know, well, I'm not gonna, you know, so I get right. fired. So well, we what? got a call last night from from a from a lady who worked at Target who said she was fired for her Christian Christian. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because from that telephone call, we received a two, and I, I don't think you saw this. I think one came to my email address, the other one came to the studio. Uh, two different people who said similar things by target as well. Now, I'm running this down because I want to see if that's the case and and go back to what others had said, the bankers for example, some of the bankers holding the satanic ceremonies um, there is we are far down this line we are far, far, far down this line by the way, I I don't think I'm talking out of school when I say this Uh, I ask for your prayers and I ask you to pray for Russ Dizdar and his team. Um, I'll just say that we're going to be meeting this weekend. And that's all I'm going to say. So please, please, please pray for Russ Dizdar and Russ Dizdar's team. And if you can spare a prayer or spare a square, can't spare a square. Spare a prayer. No, it's, uh, uh it's for, very important what yeah, they're doing. Thanks, man. And the work rest does, yeah. uh, rest does. Um, yeah. But getting back to, I just want to make sure people know, getting back to Sanger real quick. Did you know that, uh, Sanger's, well, the founder of Planned Parenthood, he was, she was a Marxist and of course a feminist. She was the advocate of eugenics and forced sterilization of blacks. But when you take a look at the founders of Black Lives Matter, did you, uh, no. you know, we talked about this before. Alicia Garza and, uh, Patrice Colors. Now, and Opal Tometi. Opal Tometi, I think, is, is got, her parents are illegal aliens in this country, I believe. I, I, based on the best of my knowledge. Now, <clears throat> but all three of them are 
Marxist revolutionaries. And this hashtag, this the whole thing was founded back in 2013. Remember Bill Ayers was at the Ferguson, Missouri protest? I do. Bill Ayers, and watch what these people are doing today. But, Joe, one one real quick thing, because I know we're running out of time. Did you know, and, and folks, did you know this? Paul Ryan uh, and, and some of the major league leading Republicans that identify themselves as conservatives, both retired and active in Congress and as, a, as appointed positions, are engaged in, and folks, you, you know this, but they're engaged in various activities to sabotage Trump and to actively put Hillary Clinton in office. Now, you might say, wait, I, I, what are Absolutely. you even drinking? Because you didn't know this? No, yes, I knew this, but... Oh, it's been proven, and we talked about it last right. night, Carl Rove starting rumors of, you know, an intervention in the campaign because he's gotten off message, uh, rumors about right. Trump dropping out where he came out uh, and, and just, you know... But we're talking about a lot of said, money you know, being put into this now. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, there is. Uh, and, you know, there's a, it was actually, uh, I forget who it was who called the, a Soviet style media that is going against Trump. Is Vestia. Uh, and it is, yes. It is just about every website on the news website on the internet. Just about every. Um, all the cable news stations from Fox. Yep. Yep. To MSNBC to CNN where they go to the, the low and, and start you know, name calling. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I guess, and there's we misconceptions know here. I mean, Donald Trump is packing stadiums full. Right. Um, he is filling event venues to the max. Hillary Clinton needs to bring in high school students into a gymnasium. You know, in one instance this week, in another instance, she couldn't <laughs> even fill up ten rows of folding chairs in another event. Right. She is. She can't even attract a hundred people to an event. Or Donald Trump is getting ten, twenty thousand people showing up at his events, but they skew the the camera angles to make it look the, as though Hillary Clinton uh, has more people at her events than than uh, is actually what is there. Just like what happened in the during the debates and during uh, some of the speeches Trump gave during the debate seasons, they would make it look like his crowd was not as big as it was. You know, when people were standing sure. in lines around blocks and for miles waiting to get into his events, yes. um, they would lie about the amount of people. And they've been lying about Trump the whole time. This is either the best and most well-crafted conspiracy against the American people to make make us believe that the actual establishment hates him, or they really do hate him and are afraid of what he can do and unravel uh, well, as a right. leader. And, and I don't want you to think that I just woke up suddenly and realized this. You're correct in what you said, the, the media manipulation, but also what I found just troubling was the amount of personal money, the money from the coffers. And, and this is something that I think we have to open up an investigation into, the, the coffers for the re-election campaigns of some of the, some key people. Uh, I wouldn't mention any names. Maybe if I would, it might be Paul Ryan. I don't know. Of course, I wouldn't mention any names. Where money is being funneled indirectly, uh, to the uh, um, to support Clinton. Now that that I realize how how ridiculous that sounds, and how conspiracy minded that sounds, but the the money that's being uh, pushed back and forth is just, yeah, is just 
Well, you know, I read a story in itself about the statistics of the money Trump took in in July versus what Hillary took in, and I think it was $82 million, and he's taken in over $250 million in the last two months, I believe, two or three months, yep. and Clinton has taken in uh, uh, $60 million, about $20 million less than than Trump did just in the month of July, and when you look at where the money comes from, her money comes in big cl- uh, chunks from super PAC donors and, and you know, uh, the entertainment industry and, and whatnot, where he's getting the smaller donations, um, and he is out, he's winning the, the donation battle, um, from, you know, ten twenty dollar donations where she's getting, you know, hundred thousand dollar donations or, you know, fifty thousand, twenty thousand dollar donations. And they're not, you know, these polls that we see are very deceptive. Oh, intentionally so. Yeah, to the, um, Who's the bald guy? Carver, I think it was. Carville? Carville. Carville. He's, he's been questioning the validity of a lot of these polls due to the Clinton lead. He can't even believe it himself. I can't believe it. Yeah, but Louisiana, <laughs> the, anyway, uh, this from Steve Quayle as we, as we enter into or enter out of this, this segment, uh, mobile provider locking U.S. soldiers out of their phone service, you know, this is something that uh, that uh, you can you can bet on that uh, our soldiers are being treated poorly by Defense Mobile CEO, according to this uh, one particular article. Steve Quayle will be on to talk about this on the other side, this and more, and how Russia, well, well, better yet, how we are being set up for the last and final world war, according to prophecy. When we come back after this break, folks, we are going to be joined by Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. We're going to be talking about a number of important and prophetic issues, so stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, sit right there. attention to world events folks are you paying attention do you know what prophecy is have you been following men like steve quayle who have really led the way and i mean led the way in his radio career 25 plus years nearly three decades of sounding the alarm that we are on the wrong trajectory as a nation as a people he's a guy that says hey you can't you cannot fix uh, political problems or spiritual problems with uh, political solutions. You just can't do it. And the everything that's happening today, if there's any criticism to be held out of Steve Quayle, if anyone would criticize Steve, Steve Quayle, it would be a criticism that he sounded the alarm bell too soon. Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I'd want enough advance notice, as much advance notice as I could get, and we had it. We had it. The question is, do we do anything about it? Look where we're at. 
Before we bring Steve Quayle on, I do want to mention two things. Don't forget, folks, tonight, and you can record this, Channel 367, DirecTV. Joe and I, our wonderful faces are going to be on, uh, uh, and the rest of our bodies apparently are going to be on uh, the coming apocalypse on DirecTV Channel 367 this week and next week at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and other markets as well, airing to about, oh, I don't know, a million, million and a half to two million people. But before I bring Steve on, I, I got an email, and, and this is from uh, th- th- this is from Tom Horn. Now I'm going to paraphrase it from this. I'm not going to read it verbatim, folks. You know, true legends, the unholy sea. It's on our website. Have you watched it? If not, let me tell you something. The comments from Tom Horn to Steve and uh, Steve Quayle and Tim Alberino. Tom says that the new, their new documentary, The Unholy Sea, is on par, and I quote now, is on par with the best filmmaking anywhere. In fact, it's the best documentary I've ever seen. This from Tom Horn of Raiders News Update. He writes, I, I look forward to interviewing you for Skywatch TV soon. And, and also, we'll have a feature Skywatch Magazine five star review published about the about the video you can't get any higher than that and now and he says i'm not saying this just because you're you guys are my friends i'm serious the work is so interesting and it's as good as i've ever seen it as the best i've ever seen produced from content to script to musical score and video editing and you know i had eric look at it with a very critical eye eric the tech and i said Look, I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm not a filmmaker. I'm not a video audio guy. And he looked at it, and Eric said, I'm blown away. It's that good. It's that good. Tom Horn said, uh, Tim and Steve are the future. The future of Christian investigative filmmaking. I don't think you can get a, a better endorsement than that folks true legends.com or true legends the unholy sea go to stevequail.com and do yourself a favor order it i prefer the dvd because i like to have it in my hand i like to be able to do all kinds of things you can order it online as well but do yourself a favor it'll open your eyes like never before and that's all i've got to say joe We'll bring on Mr. Steve Quayle from SteveQuayle.com. Steve, it's great to have you back on. Let's get the let's get this going. Okay, it's going to be uh, at the speed of light. Thank you, Doug. The, the reports we've been getting from all over the world, ladies and gentlemen, we made True Legends, uh, the series number two, The Unholy Sea, available on Vimeo so that people all over the world could get it without having to wait sometimes up to two to three weeks, even first-class mail. We've heard, I think, from 67 to 70 countries, maybe as of today more. The people are absolutely blown away because, see, what God's going to do in the earth you guys is not going to be just confined to the United States, not just confined to South America, but everything that's been hidden is going to be revealed. And as I was telling Tim, I said, Tim, there's no way this could have been any way planned by a human, and this had to have been planned by the living God to correlate with Tom 
Horn's work, all of the uh, announcements coming out of the Vatican, and the times are upon us right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have people ordering 10 and 20 of them to give out to their friends. And, and, and by the way, this is not an anti-Catholic thing by any means. What it is is showing the power that is actually behind the scenes at Malachi Martin and some of the most uh, amazing informed men of faith and that uh, that belief system, when I say that, Catholics uh, are, are just heralding it because they've seen it now for what it is. And, and again, this is more about the alien deception. There's probably some things that are going to shake people up. And for those of you that have never had the uh, blessing to hear the pilot who flew the dead giant out of Afghanistan, by the way, even L.A. Marzui has interviewed one of the shooters at that. So we've got multiple testimony of what has gone on. And I think it's going to be pretty amazing that just as what I'm going to talk about tonight, uh, the prophetic events and the warnings, the Bible says God will do nothing except he reveals his secrets to his servants the prophets. In the Old Testament there were men who were prophets. In the New Testament there are prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. But it's still one of the five-fold ministries. But ultimately in the book of Revelation the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. One of the things that makes people crazy by the way, the uh, interview that we did with Henry Groover, uh, Daryl and I spoke to Henry about an hour after that interview. He stopped in literally from the highway just to let, and Doug, I had talked to Doug probably, I don't know what, Doug, 30 minutes before Henry was on. The, yep. the uh, amazing timing of that was unfathomable. It was not prearranged. It was instant. It was spontaneous. And listening to the dragonflies and listening again to the uh, tr translation of Henry and his men backing him up in prayer. Talk about uh, super positioning for those of you who love quantum physics. We're talking about God working miracles that are so astonishing that simply, uh, I got to tell you, Doug, I know of no and I'm not denying there's any other miracles like that, but I'm just saying, what a treat to sit at the feet, literally, of someone who's walked in, I don't know how many countries. You said it on the radio the other night, and I forget. But, I think you 64. Know, 64, and, and literally, ladies and gentlemen, claiming the ground and territory back uh, from Satan. Now, interestingly enough, I asked Henry in the last hour he was with me, we did the interview from my office, I said, How, Henry, timing is a question I get asked more than any single question. I said, and you know where I'm going with this, I said, has the Lord shown you a specific time? And here's what he did. You know how Henry will bow his head, those of you who have seen him, and go, my my, my, he said, it can be any time. I'm so concerned. And he said, every time he leaves, he's reminded of, is this the time that the Lord asked him before his vision of Russia attacking the United States at Carnarvon Castle in Wales? If, if he, Henry, would be willing to never see his family again and trust God, that God would take him 
to uh, his family to the heavens and they would be together in eternity. And I got to tell you something. He's told that story and I, I just, I tremble in the presence of God. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take the subject matter at hand. And we're, we're, here's probably the toughest thing, Doug, and thank you for the introduction. But before I even give the introduction, I want to say this. For all of you that sent me birthday greetings, phone calls, wishing me a happy birthday, I just want to thank you so very, very much. You really blessed me that day, and uh, it seems like some of these days get harder and harder. But anyway, the deal is, I just want to thank you all for your greetings and for your uh, uh, blessings to me. And so... As a, as a man who is just overwhelmed with gratitude, and I have promised Doug, the Lord, and only he can help me in this, to uh, quit complaining, using the B word, uh, you know, about even the political scene and stuff, and just start to be more grateful than I've ever been in my life. So I want to start out tonight with just thanking each and every one of you. And my prayer for all of you that sent me blessings and happy birthday is that my words it can uh, only convey uh, my intent of my heart, but only God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, can bring to pass in each of your lives a transformative encounter with Jesus. See, that's what I pray for those who basically will receive what the Lord has placed on my life, a transformative encounter. And I was up at, I don't know, 3.30. And by the way, if you see me posting on my website, you know, I mean, you talk about random, I'll be posting some times at three and then go silent for four hours or three hours, whatever, I can crash and, you know, put the Q-W-E-R-T-Y-I, whatever that is, on my forehead, you know. Pretty soon I'll be able to just type on my forehead because the keys are in it. I think you know what I'm talking about there, Doug. But the hardest thing for God's people to understand is to take his word seriously. I have never seen the level of attacks on the word of God that I'm seeing. I've never seen the level of vehemence and hatefulness between brothers under the influence of alcohol, drugs, or whatever, threatening to kick you-know-what, the part of the posterior on other brothers, uh, you know, uh, uh, damning them, cursing them, uh, and other things things that are so egregious that it, it's even astonishing. But most of all, the, the problem that I see with Christians, and, and I'm, I'm talking about myself now, okay, we don't believe, number one, that God really is who he said he is and really will do what he says he will do. The person, and I'm even seeing the attack on prophecy. Prophecy comforts, exhorts, and edifies. That's correct. But there is the statement that you can't get away from. Surely the Lord God will do nothing except he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Okay? Old Testament. God speaking, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. There is no indication, all right? I've said this before, and I'm going to jump right into it after this uh, a little bit lengthy introduction. There is no indication in the Old Testament or New Testament that God's people were ever in a position to deliver themselves outside of the supernatural intervention of the living God. We, not, we do not understand the uh, nature of the battle against us. Most Christians are carnal. They won't acknowledge the supernatural realm, or they get hyper-spiritual, and they won't acknowledge uh, walking out their faith in demonstration of the power and 
and the manifestation of the living God. Henry told me about a man, and I, I doubt he'd ever listen to this, but he's swift to criticize everything from God. Come to find out, he absolutely, and I, you know, I mean, I, Henry shared this with a, with a purpose. This gentleman absolutely just thinks I'm off my rocker, but he also thinks Henry is off his rocker. Come to find out, Doug, he was a Nazarene pastor who became so bitter towards God that nothing anyone says or does can get through to him. And I said, well, Henry, here's the thing with that guy. And, uh, you know, evidently he had called him and complaining that Henry never calls him back. Henry travels, ladies and gentlemen, almost continually. And for the record, he turns off his cell phone when he's in the car, when he's in the States, because he wants that time alone with the Lord. Well, when people choose to put God first in their lives, God opens up a whole different walk that most people cannot even fathom, let alone appropriate. And I said to Henry, I said, Henry, as you see the other parts of the world versus the United States, he said basically, and I'm paraphrasing, they're hungry for God. America has no longer a hunger for God. That's pretty powerful, Doug. That that says it all, doesn't it? I mean, it really that, does. That to me, that summarizes our current state of moral depravity, our spiritual bankruptcy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's 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 pretty uh, pretty devastating. Now let's just deal with all. I'm going to go through some different items right now. I want to make it clear that from the beginning, I wanted America to turn back. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. When I got saved in 1972, that was the spirit of the Lord calling America to repentance then. Jimmy and Carol Owens uh, went across the country uh, with their If My People ministry, and it had a profound effect. It was con- just probably concurrent with or slight- slightly after the Jesus movement. And ladies and gentlemen, isn't it amazing that everybody fights over religion, everybody uses this word, that word, but notice how the name of Jesus is forbidden. Well, again, if the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, you've got to wonder then where everything is headed. And I think tonight, the topic that really is on my heart, and look, I'm to the point now, Doug, after you said pretty close to three decades, and it is three decades if you take the time I've been uh, you know, talking on talk radio, is the fact that people don't believe that, number one, God is holy, Number two, I'm talking Christians, okay? I'm talking, quote, people that claim to be religious. They don't believe that God judges nations in history. They don't believe in cause and effect. They don't believe that there is a, if you will, a righteous seed and an unrighteous seed growing up together, the wheat and the tares. They don't understand that when light is uh, put out, people stumble in darkness. The difference between what God has called me to do, and I'm not better than anyone, I've tried to be transparent and say, look, I got feet of clay, I got hands of clay, I mean, I, I'm, I'm like peanut brittle, you know, in other words, I have no stand outside of standing in Jesus, and by the way, I apologize for my voice, um, it, it just sometimes does this. 
and it's not because I've been screaming. I physically am incapable of screaming. My uh, vocal cords won't do it. But where everything is different between what I do and everyone else is saying is from the beginning I've declared that God is going to destroy the United States with Russia and China as the active agents. People called me disloyal. They called me an effing uh, fearmonger. They use every form of four-letter words in the convolutions of that. But I will stick to my guns, what the Lord told me. And I'm getting now, Doug, emails daily. I thought you were, you know, uh, blah, 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 and I won't even, you know, infer the words they use, but just trust me. Uh, you know, the, the, their heart should be washed out with soap beyond their mouth, you know. Before America is destroyed by Russia and China, God is going to reveal the sins of the leaders to the people and the people's sins before a holy God. Do you remember when I said that the first time on your show? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was back in 2012 or so. Yeah, it was, it was right. a while ago. I, I, yeah. Yeah, 2011, 2012. I, I can't nail the date down, but I know it was four and a half or five years ago. As I was saying that, there was no real Cold War heating up. There was no real Chinese building in the South China Sea. There was no advanced uh, weapon systems being announced, even though they have them, and even though China has made incredible strides. It doesn't sink in that there are a group of people representing the United States like our hierarchy and now our military, not the former military, but our current military intelligence and political uh, hacks are all driven by the same unseen hand of evil. It doesn't matter if it's supposedly the Republicans. It doesn't matter if it's supposedly the Democrats. It doesn't matter. The thing that is astonishing to me is, is that God raised up a man. And look, you can, you can say what you want about Donald Trump, but I'll tell you one thing. He's known by the enemies he has, and every one of enemies, Trump, is my enemy. Every one of uh, Trump's enemy is an enemy of the living God because they claim there is no God. I'm talking primarily about the Democrats. And the weenie Republicans, those sissified feminists, and I'm talking feminized, uh, I won't even call them men. What's a good word for them? You know, it's entities, you know, who have their secret uh, meetings in the men's bathroom, and I don't need to say any more than that. And everybody has been compromised. Everybody has been, another word, eyesed. And they all believe that absolutely, uh, you know, they are going to have a new world order. I'm surprised at watching Cruz, who claimed to be a Christian, getting off Air Force One with Obama, saying he's going to vote for Trump. And I don't know how Henry's vision fits into all this. All I know is this is when Donald Trump says the truth and the people who claim to be people of the book, meaning the Bible, who believe in the truth or that Jesus, at least intellectually, is the truth, will do anything, even go so far as to say it. They're either going to vote, they won't vote, or they'll vote for Hillary. I've got to say something. You're... To walk with God, it better be checked. I'm not making a political statement. And God can use Balaam's donkey. He can use me, second best. And he can use Donald Trump, who absolutely is telling the truth. 
you know, the Bible is very specific that truth is God, that Jesus is the way, the life, and the truth. And the thing is, is that the world's war against Jesus is a world's war against truth. That's why the Bible, God's holy word, says the whole world lies, L-I-E-S, in the evil one. You know, every single statistic, every single statement is massaged, managed, and what I call vomitized, okay? And the vomit brokers are like the harpies of the ancient Greek mythology, the mainstream media. They're like a bunch of uh, buzzards thinking that they're feasting on Trump's soon-to-be carcass when basically they're feasting on themselves. They will be self-immolating and cannibalized. See, it's one thing to sell everybody on the New World Order. we got to get rid of the, uh, all these people, nine-tenths of the world's population, and then you figure out you're one of the nine-tenths because the devil never keeps his promise. He only allows his word to stand until the eternal moment when people are damned, D-A-M-N-E-D. It's hard for people to put into context that as they look at the political scene, they don't see there's a dearth in the earth. There's 27 fires raging in the uh, west, in desert southwest, even into Montana. The great terror, G-R-E-Y terror, that Jeff Nyquist wrote about a decade, maybe 15 years ago, after uh, interviewing some of the Russian dissidents and some of the uh, Russian defectors is happening before our eyes. We're seeing now such threatening moves and counter moves that, by the way, I'm sorry, that are indicating that this thing is upon us. See, again, everything that I, excuse me, everyone I talk to and take into context, everything that's going down, it's always tomorrow you need to worry about, not today. That's what they tell me. And they'll even quote scripture, sufficient for the day is evil thereof. And I say, right, but do you even acknowledge the evil thereof this day, and are you praying against it? See, this is the thing, Doug, that happens with religious people. The Word of God applies to everybody but us, meaning the person that's got an argument. The person that's got an argument always seems to be louder than the person that has an experience. Anybody who's ever seen Jesus physically, there are thousands of people. I have people fighting me on that saying, nobody ever sees God. Well, I'm telling you, he appeared to uh, the hundreds after his resurrection. He's appeared through history, not God the Father. The Bible's very clear on that. But people won't admit that God is still active in his creation, that the angels of God are making war both for and against uh, making war for the people of God against the powers of darkness. Scripture commands us. Know ye not that some of you have entertained angels, you know, in the context of always showing uh, uh, generosity to uh, people and entertaining strangers unaware, angels unaware? The thing is, is that famine is in the land. And I would encourage everybody, I got an email from one of my listeners, one of your listeners, Doug, in Ithaca, and severe drought deepens in upstate New York. Wells dry up, corn shrivels, cities run low, and that's in Syracuse.com. It's not, it's not just going away. The chemtrails, 
geoengineering that we have absolutely been sounding the alarm for so many years on is taking place. Do I believe in man-made global warming? Absolutely. Do I believe that it's uh, from the reasons that they say it is? Absolutely not. It only takes one U.S. patent. Come on, challenge me, ladies and gentlemen. Four six eight six six zero five. Bernard Eastland's heart patent to understand a word ionosphere. Understand another word heater. Put two together, ionospheric heater, and you'll find out that weather control and weather modification is in over two hundred patents. Two hundred, Doug. Two hundred, Joe. Jeez. And yet the naysayers play on as the wells dry up. The Vulcanism, hey, by the way, we're yeah. we're familiar, you know, Steve. We are oh, familiar with that area. Up there. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. Uh, bring me back and remind me. We got to talk about volcanism because this is critical. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah, uh, Joe and I are very familiar with upstate New York and what uh, Steve is talking about. Dead on accurate. Didn't know about the the massive drought that's going on up there. Uh, but even here, we had a drought for uh, you know a long time. Uh, Just my grass has been brown for the last two and a half months, and uh, it's the first time in a few years I remember that as you know weather. Uh, and of course, continued. the modified uh, the uh, the DNA modified mosquitoes, all in the name of fighting Zika. And isn't that interesting? We're right back. You're listening to Steve Quill from SteveQuill.com. He'll be with us through the rest of the show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these short messages. I don't think it gets any better than this when you've got a radio legend, author, researcher, filmmaker, Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com, folks, Unholy Sea, the uh, best, uh, on par with the best filmmaking anywhere, true legends of the Unholy Sea. Go to stevequayle.com, click through on the banner, grab a hold of a copy of True Legends of the Unholy Sea. I prefer the DVD edition, but you can get it on Vimeo as well. But definitely watch it because it'll put current events in context. Right before the break, Joe and I and Steve Quayle were talking about current events. And volcanism is up next. Steve, thanks for, thanks for holding on with us. Let's, uh, let's get right back into it. Well, before the late Sue Bradley, who is one of my dearest friends and probably one of the greatest minds ever to grace uh, this country, again, uh, she was the research assistant for Admiral Thomas Moore. How she and I hooked up is a fascinating story. Uh, when Admiral Thomas Moore was ahead of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, he said to her, he said, you need to listen to Steve Quayle. And I think this is on my website someplace because she wrote a letter to this effect because he's the only one telling people the war that's coming. 
both in the natural and the supernatural. I never got to meet him. He was a brother in the Lord. Obviously, I'll meet him in glory. But why I'm saying that is Sue wrote a fabulous, fabulous uh, treatise on, if you will, essay, but it's more than an essay. I would say this research paper slash treatise slash essay on Anak, the son of Krakatoa. There are two volcanoes in history that everybody has got to focus on that are relevant in the last uh, 200 years to your life. Everybody's worried about the Yellowstone, the supervolcano. Again, I can tell you this, that that's the least of your worries at this point. Some people say that's an arrogant statement. I say, well, look, I fly with the people who fly all the different seismic stuff there. I talk to people who talk to me off the record that absolutely know what's going there. And for the record, the richest people in the world, there's nobody richer than the people that live within 35 miles, air miles of uh, the Calder, maybe 50 air miles max, uh, live in the Yellowstone Club. So, you know, the, the thing that troubles me, Doug, is that people can't put two and two together anymore, okay? It must be that modern math. The point is, 1815, Tambora went off in the South Pacific, putting so much volcanic ash in the upper atmosphere that literally, literally, the mean temperature of the Earth went cool. I think it was in, what, 1883 that Krakatoa went off. And Krakatoa is spelled K-R-A-K-A-T-O-A, and not Krakatoa in the dark, okay? I don't know about anybody else, but uh, I have a collision avoidance system that i got to use in my bedroom because I'm always running into something. But the point is, is that we're talking about the amount of ash, volcanic ash, going into the upper atmosphere. We're talking about, in conjunction with that, for the first time in history, and if someone will do this, who will go on and go on uh, Volcano World or just type in uh, active volcanoes and look at how many have gone active in the last, uh, well, since January. Some of them are smoldering. Kilauea, which I've flown over so many times over the years. Actually, I wish I were there right now. I'm serious. Uh, can't get over there because of other commitments. But the point is, is that we're seeing volcanoes three and five a day going active. Popo, Mexico City, went active the other day and threw that so much ash that it covered Mexico City, one of the most densely populated cities in the world. Whether you go to the Kamchatka Peninsula with Kolochevskoy, and, and forgive me to those of you who speak Russian, I do not know how to pronounce that. I heard somebody kind of run it together like Kolochevskoy or something like that. Well, that isn't going to work with me because, uh, you know, I can't do that very well. But the point is is that never. When I started, Doug, on talk radio, uh, I, it, there was maybe one, maybe two or three major volcanoes a year that would get any notoriety or any mention, okay? Sure, there were burps, there were earthquakes, there were some spurt sputters and maybe uh, some fumes going, but never the amount of volcanoes going off with some of the plumes uh, actually going 45, 50, 60,000 feet in the air. 
Now, what most people don't understand, that's pumice. And then, obviously, there are different silicones in that. There's all types of different mineralization. Sure, there's the standard stuff. There's different types of uh, uh, volcanoes that uh, are going off around the planet. The key is, though, that now the earthquake that just took place the other day in and around Tambora, I said, this is the one that worries me. It doesn't worry me sitting on the rim of the Yellowstone volcano. It absolutely, or super volcano, it absolutely terrifies me what's going on in the South Pacific. I've told the story. The BBC called me before the Banda Achi earthquake. Stan Dale and I were on, and Stan was uh, mentioning one of the islands uh, down off the coast of New Zealand that goes directly, you know, it has a plume that goes down into the mantle. And I forget the name of maybe it's White Island. I, I Forgive me, I just can't recall it right now. And his sea surface temperature anomaly work is phenomenal. And it was so good that the powers that be, uh, FINMOC, which was the federal, uh, basically the Navy's surface, uh, subsea surface temperature, boy, there's a mouthful, reading and monitoring buoys and satellites and everything were literally shut down. But before it, he said, we're seeing events taking place. And Stan gets kudos for this because he's the only one of, quote, the people that picked it up. Now, I was talking about Krakatoa at that time, and it was really making me nervous because Anak means uh, son of Krakatoa. And if you understand in the world of the occult, and if you understand in the mythology and legends of so many different cultures around the world over so many millennia, they always associate exploding volcanoes with the release of devils, demons, and believe it or not, dragons. Well, I guess they just didn't uh, know that the Republican Congress was in session. The two-legged dragons, or if you deal with the, you know, if you deal with uh, the Democrats, you know, uh, the she devils, plural. So what we're watching right now is literally all hell, H-E-L-L, breaking loose, and that the equation goes like this. Volcanism produces extreme drought. It can also uh, extreme temperature change. Coupled with all the nations of the world using geoengineering weather modifications, it's not just us. The Russians have perfected it. The Chinese have uh, uh, probably uh, boosted it. Uh, and just for the record, I think most people should be aware that China is going to do their version of uh, CERN with, what is it, seven times higher power? Seven times higher power. They just broke loose the other day. And by the way, I'm not going on a rabbit trail. Tonight's show is to cover everything I know that absolutely you need to know if God gives us a time. The thing that is absolutely perplexing is that, and I posted this question, and Doug, I only share this because it's been the goodness of God that has kept me on the radio. You asked me and others have asked me. They've asked me and I, and I think, you know, am I out of my mind to put up with what I put up with? And I've asked the Lord that. <laughs> I said, God, why could I have not just done what I wanted to do 
and you know just stay out of this because no offense lord it just doesn't seem to be making a difference but now after 25 years i find out how many people were listening all those years and now after two and a half decades they're starting to get it but back to the chemtrails geoengineering there are over 200 patents assigned that are at least open to the public by the way bill clinton and his lovely bride you know uh hillzilla okay godzilla's twin sister hillzilla in my opinion is was known for making all of even the secret patents available to the chinese government for a fee and ladies and gentlemen you're talking about the clinton foundation you're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars you're talking about numbers that most people can't equate to and you're talking about numbers that absolutely and i said it before rape pillage and plunder the united states has gone under the joke was and i think you knew this that clinton's had to re- had to return two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of furniture and the stuff that belonged to the white house historic pieces or they were going to be charged well obviously when you're in that position of power the you know the how do i say this the mutually compromised cover up for one another but it was bill clinton that gave the chinese the laurel satellite corporation's top secret satellite uh, information which enabled the first if you will chinese intercontinental ballistic missile and when uh the defense the chief of defense for the russians basically made a statement he says we will not allow any outside manufacturing in any of our weapons systems he was really taken out of dig at the united states why would we allow china to produce critical components for our top secret get it weapons development programs well it's simple because in any electronic device microelectronic device quantum device you can always put a back door in in essence imagine this if you can take over a jeep and take over its simple system by hacking what can you do with strategic nuclear warheads hypersonic missiles submarine launch control and everything else and for the record we are absolutely watching the decimation of the u.s military now how does this all fit in with volcanism volcanoes can be set off by the same uh weapon systems that are being used uh, sam cohen in his late uh dissertation when he was defense secretary referred to it brzezinski referred to it and doug you know one of the most surprising things to me one of the books that was so far ahead of its time that people still don't get it is weather wars and uh, unnatural disasters because in that book and i think when you and i first went on radio together that's one of the things we covered is the ability of the high technology and the advanced technology to generate earthquakes okay obviously tesla someone took nikola tesla seriously the russians especially and then we got on board later they took the uh Tele, what is it, telegeodynamics, all of the things that basically Tesla, and by the way, Nikola Tesla was a spiritist, and for those of you that understand the Nazis, and please don't give me any of your blather, the definition that uh, of advanced technology, even Dr. Warner von Braun and another gentleman scientist, who I can't think of his name right now, is stating it's not that we Germans were better in engineering than most or that some attributed to us it is that we had help from the spirit world you remember reading that quote doug yep 
Yep. And, and uh, you know, you and folks, Nazism. That that and and Steve gets into this. Uh, your book, uh, Empire Beneath the Ice, as well as Weather Wars, they overlap. Well, all of your books overlap, but those in particular goes back to the Nazis. And you're exactly correct on this. You know, folks, you, this is why we on this radio show we talk about this. We talk about the foundational aspects of the occultism and Nazism, and, and that even branches out into the homosexual uh, agenda. Uh, I, I won't get off on that tangent, but but but. But you get the idea. So all of this is this dot connecting. Go ahead, sir. Well, again, the thing is, is the documentation. But here's the thing. Uh, I once was trying to define in the early years of talk radio what America's headstone would be. And, you know, there were a lot of catchy things. I think even did a, a and, and, and you guys, this is 25 years ago, forgive me, but I did a, a, something where I gave something away to the best uh, uh, headstone slogan, you know. But what I think ultimately it shows is that when America dies, the reason America died, first and foremost, that it forsook the living God, uh, you know, the, what was it, Jeremiah who said, my people have forsaken me and hewn them out. In other words, cut themselves out cisterns that can hold no water. In other words, what good is a canteen with a hole in the bottom? What good is religion that can't absolutely uh, manifest the divine intervention and salvation of the living God? And I want to share something. When I would talk to Henry and, you know, uh, talk to him on the road and stuff, what's fascinating to me is that God told Henry, you're limiting me. I thought, oh boy, conviction. Hey, Lord, limiting you? Man, this guy's all over the country. Put it all on the altar, and he basically is telling Henry to think bigger. Well, Doug, you know, we got to hear probably one of the most amazing miracles that, in my mind, goes into the book of Exodus. Now, look, I only say this because Henry is a surrendered vessel. I'm not lifting him up, but I'm thanking Jesus for him. As a matter of fact, I hugged him and I said, I thank God for your example to me, Henry, because you're living proof that God hasn't changed and he still lives in the realm that only God can occupy. The supernatural, divine intervention of absolutely being the king of glory. And I'm telling you, my heart bursts forth with joy. And I hope, Doug, that the people that listen to that testimony of his on your radio program were uh, blessed and, and, and get re-blessed as they listen to it. I can tell you this. He's been in my home. Uh, when I showed him a drawing, let me just cover this because it's important. I, I see that I think the Lord wants me to cover this. When I showed him the drawing of the fallen angels that were chained, according to the book of Enoch, that was related to me by a multi-star general beyond most people's knowledge of how many stars you can have as a general, uh, and I gave it to Brian Snowdy. It was his uh, description. When I showed that to Henry, okay, understand, this. these events are separated by probably 10 years. Henry said, that's exactly what I saw, Steve. Exactly. Not kind of, oh, yeah, it looked like this. For those of you who ever bought the Long Walkers book, you'll see that illustration in the back where they're under the streets of Rome and the illuminous of the, of the world and every major leader was there are, are sacrificing a little child to a living giant. Now we're hearing about all the occult practices that have taken place. And ladies and gentlemen, this is what, what I guess I'm trying to share. 
when it comes at us from the left, we can turn right. When it comes at us from the left and right, we can look ahead. When it comes at us from the uh, forward position or the approaching position, and we think, well, we can retreat. When you've got no place to retreat and you're right there, believe me, you don't call Ghostbusters, you call on the name of the Lord. In the book of Jeremiah, you know, the scripture, and this is one that motivates me, Doug, more than anything in the world is this, and I say it, I make it personal. Steve, if you've run against the wood, uh, you know, the footmen, the cynics, the, the scornful, the pains in the posterior, I'm trying to be nicer, you know, the absolute character assassination, what do you do in the swelling of Jordan against the chariots? In other words, what are you going to do? Well, the answer to that is, I said, God, I already know the answer to that, thanks. I can do nothing without you. And isn't that what Jesus told us, Doug and Joe? Without me, you can do nothing. I, I, I'm trying in the last days, whatever that means, to tell people this. I want for everything God to give us a stay of his judgment. You cannot stop it. I'm asking for an intermission because I wept the other day and I just hung my head and I said, God, your people aren't ready. I said, Lord, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to stand as those brethren of ours who are being beheaded or those women are being so butchered, brutalized. And I'll tell you what, the abject contempt I hold for the female uh, women's movement in America, I have run out of words. I don't even know if I can make one up because the brutality against women is absolutely, through Islam, is absolutely stands in direct opposition to Jesus Christ with the woman at the well, uh, Mary Magdalene, okay? Every single woman that Jesus encountered was uplifted. And it was the women who didn't leave the cross, and it was the women who were there when he was resurrected, you know? And isn't it interesting that the men, you know, were hiding out? Some lady sent me an email saying, well, that's not really fair. And I sent her back an email. I, I guess I was saying something about the men. I said, ma'am, and most every woman has heard this. I said, if there were no women prayer warriors, there would be no men of God. Unfortunately, that's true. The reason it's true is because before your eyes, ladies and gentlemen, your men, your children, our grandchildren, are, have been emasculated. They can't play with guns. they got to play with Barbie dolls. they got to decide which 31 flavor of sexual preference they're going to be. They've got to decide. And, and do you see, Doug, what's happening? Not only is, a, a, is our nation being emasculated and, but, and being feminized, but the thing is the will to live has given in to the spirit of Sodom, the spirit of Gomorrah, and our destruction looms. Everybody used to quote Billy Graham, where Billy Graham made the statement, if God doesn't destroy America, he'll have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. I know their intercessors pleading with God as Abraham pled, Lord, will you not spare? And God's answer to every Christian listening to this worldwide is this, even in the midst of judgment, God's hand is not shortened that he cannot save. God's ears are not deaf that he cannot hear. When people say, God, how will you deliver me? I say this, God, how will you deliver me? I said, Lord, if you're keeping track of my enemies, it'd even keep you busy. And, he, you know, the point being is, is that 
by his spirit. And you know, Doug, people all over the world are hearing the same thing. So I'm encouraging the brethren in Australia. I'm encouraging the brethren in New Zealand. I'm encouraging the brethren in Mexico, in South America, in Latin America, in Russia, in the Baltic states, in China. Don't dismay. God is about to arise and his enemies be scattered. So when all this stuff comes our way, and stuff is a good word, it doesn't offend too many people, then only God can deliver you from the stuff. I want to share this. I've shared it before. And there's two women in my life that have covered my lives with their lives. One of them you've heard me talk about, Mary Juarez, who's with the Lord right now. And I don't consider her dead. I consider her with the Lord right now. The Bible says, seeing that we're encompassed by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run the race. And to her dying day, how would you feel, Doug, if you're talking to a woman who's got hours to live and she's in her prayer closet praying for you? Oh, man. That's pretty humbling. <laughs> you know? Yeah. How would you... And, 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 and listen, I, I thank God for every every prayer warrior. I want to make this clear. When I name people, it's because they have been such a powerful blessing in my life. When Romy's coming to the Whitestone Conference, and some Arnold Henry, and all of you in law enforcement know what that is, you know, is, is uh, you know, spraying her in a spray plane, knowing that she's been fighting for her life for 10 years due to organophosphate poisoning. In other words, chemical weapons, and then they dump them again on her when she's on her way. Or helicopters are flying over her house in Superior, Montana, at tree level, and they're filming her, and she's out there shaking her fist at them. God bless you, Romy. The thing is, is that why are they more afraid of a woman, uh, you know, praying, interceding, and why would they send helicopters and spray planes, the agency's planes, to try and kill she and Stephen? I'll tell you why. Because no matter how powerful their weapons are, no matter how clever their devices are, no matter how uh, uh, positioned their assassins are, God is still in control. And ladies and gentlemen, Doug, we're talking, Doug and I were talking, and you know, the difference between people who live in car wrecks and die in car wrecks is the people who are covered in prayer. That's a powerful statement. So when Mary Juarez went to be with the Lord in the last, I think, hour of her life, and I didn't know she was dying of liver cancer, and she told me, I said, Mary, why is God taking you? Because she said, and she called me son, she said, son, I drank a six-pack of tab every day, and the Lord told me I abused my temple. And she's just a little firecracker. Listen, I watch demons tremble. I watch grown men not be able to hold down a 22-year-old woman who had been sexually given over as a bride of Satan, who had been given by her mother into the drunk hands of men at bars in northern Montana. And I know her father, and I've met the mother, and she was sold into child prostitution as an early age, and she had more demons than you can imagine. And Growing men, I'm talking big guys, Doug. I'm 5'10". These are 6'2", six 6'4", six guys, and they're muscle-bound. They couldn't hold her down because the demons manifested. And with one absolute command of the living God, those things came out of her, the demons shrieking, and the power of God was glorified. 
Unfortunately, I don't know what became of her. I know this, that uh, as long as she lived, right, she actually lived with us for a while. As long as she sought the Lord, she prospered and lived free. Unfortunately, I don't know what happened to her because she ran away from her dad. Her dad welcomed him back into his home. And even though he had seen the miracle, because he had been abused, her name was Lavani, by the way, so pray for her. I don't know if she's still alive. Her dad had been abused by Christian parents who were absolutely uh, tyrannical in their approach to the gospel. Uh, that happens to be my brother-in-law, by the way. The idea of people not recognizing that you can obtain a position in the Lord Jesus Christ through his authority that truly makes the devils tremble. So back to my position. There's so much stuff coming at us, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I've lived with this stuff for 25 years. I have absolutely been on the radio shouting out my lungs. And I'm sorry for my voice being uh, raspy tonight. I've been on the phone all day. The... Um, you and me Most both, and, and, and Steve, we're going to give you a chance to rest that voice right now. Good segue, Doug. All right. Folks, Hagman and Hagman, our special guest, Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com. And, and I just want to remind you, if you haven't yet watched or obtained a copy of True Legends, The Unholy Sea, please do so. It puts so much in context. And, of course, Tom Horn uh, giving it praise, much praise, much well-deserved praise. Uh, folks, and uh, one more reminder here: in a few minutes, uh, nine o'clock Eastern, you can tune to Channel Three Sixty Seven Direct TV to catch our smiling mugs on the coming apocalypse, our debut television appearance. Yeah, and we can watch it in spite of us, folks. Hang with us, Steve Quayle, on the other side. tonight and we are going to be with him in through our last hour just want to bring you a quick word from Minuteman Rocket Stove folks go to minutemanstove.com read up all about the Minuteman Rocket Stove it's one of the most compact transportable and efficient rocket style stoves on the market today it easy, easily allows you to cook family sized meals and full size cookware despite its small size because it reaches reaches operational temperatures in excess of 1300 degrees even large cast iron dutch ovens canners and full-size stew pots are no problem for minuteman it's highly insulated uh, construction allows for minimal heat loss focuses the heat where it is needed on the cookware and allows the minuteman to be safely burnt on wooden picnic tables without damaging the wood the high heat uh, results in rear smokeless burn too. The Minuteman rocket stove requires less fuel and it is uh, the only self-contained rocket stove on the market. 
as I said, it's portable, and it's something that you need in times of emergency. Even I have one. Power. Even I have one. And folks, you, it takes a long, a lot, a lot of work to get me. You know, sorry, Joe, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it, uh, seriously, it takes you know for me to operate one of those. No, so. it's a, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a great product, folks. Go to MinutemanStove.com. It's uh, MinutemanStove.com. Check it out today. Back to Steve Quayle from SteveQuayle.com. Let's get right back into it, Steve. All right, we're, 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 we're actually, uh, okay, we got to go to the red phone to see if Steve Quayle's there. Well, uh, we're waiting for Steve Quayle. You know what? Let me see. Let me uh, see. Do, do, we, do, we, do we press the wrong button? What did we do? <laughs> Maybe, you know what? Maybe he ran off to turn on DirecTV. He must not be back yet. Is what uh, right. we're we're All seeing. Right. We'll and what's going on with Directv? I don't know. I'm not know. seeing it. We'll no, have to make sure right. we got our. Uh... Maybe it's a time zone issue. I don't know, but uh, it'll be there. Steve, are you there? Paging Steve. You know what? Since we switched to our new format, he might think that we come back. No, I, we we spoke to oh, it. we spoke okay. about it. But but you know what? It it it, it does happen. I mean, things do happen. Um. I'll just bring. I'll just say this. Uh, it's my understanding that uh, gold medals just for survivors in the, of the uh, Rio Olympics. Hey, Steve, welcome back, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I was just. I don't know if you heard me on the air with Todd, but I said, Todd. He said, I don't know what happened. I said, Boy, we've been at this long enough time to know exactly what happened. You know, ladies and gentlemen, when Hawk speaks and they knock him off the air. He was following in my footsteps. Doug, you know what it's like to be shut down, have DNS attacks and everything. So I would encourage all of you that listen, and thank you for praying for Doug and Renee and Joe and his wife's safety. Thank you for praying for Tim Alberino and his wife and family's safety. Thank you for praying for those of us that, you know, I mean, to some people, our names are equal to the worst curse in the earth. To others, they're a breath of fresh air, and unfortunately, you know, the, the, the weed are going to grow up with the terrorists. But getting back, Doug, to what we're, what we're really is on my heart tonight, here's the thing. When I started talk radio, not started talk radio, but started on talk radio, that's a better way to say it, the very first or second show, and God bless Hawk, man, that, that guy's got a memory like that, you know, he tells me what I said that many years ago, and, and his recall is phenomenal. And God bless you, Hawk, if you're listening. The bottom line is, is that the powerful word I was given, look, I was green, you know, and probably still am in some people's eyes, especially the graduates of Dallas Theological Seminary that, uh, you know, the professor that called me and said, you're here, hermeneutics and homiletics suck. Well... And he said, you never finish a thought. And I thought, well, that'll make a lot of people happy to criticize me. And he said, but, but myself and the faculty, and I don't know how many people that was, so I'm not going to try and say all of them, but they said, but we can't deny that God is using you. And that's when I came up with my infamous statement on the air. I don't know that I got a chance to share with him. I just don't remember. But I said, if you're impressed by degrees and you'll really love my thermometer because it goes from minus 40 to plus 100. I said, it's got more degrees. So I said, I guess God didn't want me to be uh, co-equal to the thermometer, you know. I wasn't trying to be a wise guy, but let me share this. The man with the experience with the Lord Jesus Christ, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, 
infilled with the Holy Ghost in the same way that the book of Acts said it fell on Acts chapter 2, 10, and 19. Now, have the charismatics screwed up a lot? Yes. Have the charismatics screwed up a lot? Yes. Have they said some really dumb things and acted like a bunch of crazy people? Not all of them. Some have. The answer to that is yes. But ladies and gentlemen, the power of the Holy Ghost is still real. Now, of course, if you deny the Holy Ghost is a member of the Godhead, or like the Lucis Trust people that sent me and they were blaspheming uh, the Holy Spirit just to mock me because I said it is the unforgivable sin. Hey, take it up with Jesus. Well, they don't like him either. But in saying all this, the only point now that's relevant in all of our lives is will we be faithful to Jesus unto the end, and will we stand the test that are going to be laid out before us? I got a book, and you're going to love this, Doug. I think it was 77 Reasons, a red letter on white, no name as to the author. 77 Reasons Why Jesus, why, why the Rapture is Going to Happen in 2017. Well, I guess the guy figured that it must be 11 less than the guy that wrote Edward Wiesenhout that it was going to happen in 1988, okay? So 88 is 12, so, you know, 29-year difference. And my answer to him is the same thing. It's not time yet. So all of the people that keep sending me that, and some people say, you shouldn't talk about that. That's too upsetting. Stick with what you know and don't go there. It makes me uncomfortable. You know what makes me uncomfortable? Is the cowardice in the Christian community. It's the slaughter of 70 million babies. I remember hearing, just asking the Lord, God, let me hear the cry of the slaughtered. And he said, Steve, you can't hear the cry of one. It breaks you up already. I said, God, then give me a capacity. Give me the capacity. Forgive me. Give me the capacity to articulate what that means in your eyes. If, if, if Abel's righteous blood called out to you, God, what is the slaughter of the innocents? And guess what? Doug, I, I, you know, I know I couldn't handle it. I thought, God, only you can help me handle it, but God is so rich in mercy. But, you know, have you ever wondered what we even care about? What do we even give a darn about? What do we even stand up for Jesus? And so, you know, look, here's the deal. I understand that Jesus isn't popular. They hated me. Without a cause, they're going to hate you. I understand that the gremlins and the Pharisees say, Blessed are you when all men speak evil of you for my name's sake. They'll quote the scripture, I'm not mocking the Lord. I'm mocking the people. And they'll sign it, anonymous one. Okay, anonymous one. I cannot even begin to fathom the... I, I just, you know, I'm saying, God, I need your perspective. It is beyond my capability any longer to speak. Now, obviously, I'm speaking you tonight, but I'm saying, I cannot encapsulate with all the human emotion, with all my understanding, and only God has given me the understanding. Hey, I, I've got a reason. You know, I guess falling off the doom buggies or rolling them, you know, on the street did something to my ability to <laughs> basically maybe think in different realms, but certainly not communicate linearly. And, ladies and gentlemen, I think Doug and I really mean this with no flattery, the Bible says give honor to whom honors do, is probably one of the best writers I've ever read. He's consistent. He's absolutely... Now, people say, well, I don't agree with this theology. Well, do you spend as much time studying the Word of God or 
putting your life on the line, you know, or, you know, basically lifting up Jesus, do you? No. So, you know, and I wish I could say what I really want to say. And for all of you, thank you for praying for me today. I said my prayer tonight was, Lord, grab my tongue. Do not let me in any way impose or project the absolute uh, uh, fury uh, that I see concerning the lies that people are believing in this country and the brain-deadedness of the pulpits, okay? That really was one of my prayers, Doug. And the thing is, is that we're seeing it now. The two most precious commodities are food. You know, edible food. Obviously, we all know about GMOs and the dark act. And God bless Mike Adams, man. He's shouting it from the high. And he's one of the guys I respect more than anybody in the country that I know because he's absolutely put it out there. Mike Adams is nailing it, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, as he's nailing it, 52, 54 people who are MDs have been murdered, yet there's no call for an investigation. And I say this with all due respect, hell knows, K-N-O-W-S, the people are never to know, K-N-O-W, okay? When another Clinton uh, DNC person or the person serving the DNC on Bernie Sanders' request ends up dead, mysterious circumstances, not a word is said. When the Supreme Court justice is murdered, not a word is said. No autopsy, all criminal procedures, all investigative. Who can cover up that stuff? When you've got the head of the FBI covering up. I got an email tonight, Doug, from a federal agent, okay? And the bottom line is, I asked him, I said, will you ask me, will you ask uh, people something? Uh, and, and I think he asked, uh, you know, some of the guys he was fighting in uh, Afghanistan with. And I'm trying to do this carefully, okay? But I asked him about the FBI's list of 15,300. And by the way, most people don't know this. Those are largely Christian talk show hosts and largely Christian uh, 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 outspoken people for Jesus, okay? Now, Doug, uh, let me ask you a question. Why would the FBI not warn those on the list? Well... Jeez, Steve. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I'm just kidding. You know, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's the agenda. So if, if there is no righteousness in the land anymore, and lawlessness is a spirit of iniquity, that's the thing, the man of lawlessness. Listen, I, I you know, I fight with, and I, I don't believe the, the entity O is basically the Antichrist. I believe that he has, he is an Antichrist. He's not the literal one. But if you look at his agenda, if you look at every word he's spoken, any Christian that votes for that guy, or Hillary, I'm going to say this on the basis of the Word of God, is guilty and a partaker of their sins. Well, Steve, look, I'm voting for Jesus this uh, this election, Amen. just to let you know. Okay, I, now I, I I say that kind of tongue in cheek because we we often get you. emails, you know. But 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 you're right. We you know we live in the earthly. We live in the the physical. We 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 know that we're spiritual beings. I, I don't know how anyone who is a Christian or identifies themselves as a Christian could possibly vote for Hillary. Rodham, the witch Clinton. I really don't, but that's just me. 
Yep. Well, here's the response. I found it, Doug. I found it, you know, in making inquiry. And ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. When I'm up for 18 hours a day, sometimes I get sent stories of the people I trust only to say, gee, I'm sorry, Steve, I didn't check it out. I'm... I'm, I'm absolutely, uh, if it weren't for Maurice, God bless you, Maurice. If it wasn't for him in my absence, uh, giving, uh, Daryl, my right hand guy, stories, my website would go dark because I cannot take a computer with me when I'm trying to get away from it for a day, a two or three. But I, I basically sent my beloved friend, God bless you, beloved friend, and I said, can you find out for me from someone you trust in the Bureau? What is, and I, I won't say what I said, but what is going on with the uh, uh, 15,000 or 8,000 email, blah, 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 uh, or eight people on the list. By the way, there's multiple lists. There's the interpreted or interpolated list in English, and then the bigger one of 15,000 is in Arabic, okay? And yeah, here's his response. Yeah, right, yep, just, and he yeah. said this. People are scared to talk about this S-H-I-T for fear of pushback. I keep my mouth shut, bro. Don't trust too many folks. He said, and then I asked him, uh, you know, and, and he's the guy that I talked to, uh, Doug, and the point being is, is that there are so many people that are being threatened. Now, here's the story we got to get to before I bring on uh, uh, my brother Dan, who's going to talk about the lateness of the hour in food. And if you guys think this is an infomercial coming up in the second half of the uh, final hour of this show, you've got to think out of the box. You've heard everybody quote the with oil we control nations with food we control people with food like the lady for the united nations says we decide who lives and dies uh i i don't think the average person could even even fathom how fast things go down when there's nothing to eat and people end up eating each other no pun intended it happened in serious you know, yeah. in Syria, yeah. forgive me. They don't realize how serious it was in Syria that people were cannibalizing Christians' bodies. Doug, not a burp was heard from the televangelists. Maybe some of them do, and but I want to make it clear. I don't watch hardly any. If any, well, that's that, that would not be a true statement. I don't watch any Christian TV shows, okay? I just don't. I don't have time. But what I'm saying to you is this, is that... When food is cut off, that's, that's what's called breaking the staff of life. When you genetically modify that which is God has created, and, and when God created the earth and everything in it, and he saw that it was good, and everything that God has created is now being tampered with genetically. Like, people are sending me emails. Now, this is funny. And obviously not everybody knows, or should they know who I am or the books I've written necessarily, but sending me emails saying, Brother Quayle, do you know they're combi combining human, human and animal DNA, turning them into humanals? My word. The thing is, is I, you know, yeah, I know, but where were you 20 years ago? You see, here's the problem with living in the prophetic future, okay? And those of you who have really done it before the fact can identify with you, not after the fact. I get guys call me and say, I want to be a watchman 
like you. How did you go about it? What books did you read? I said, I didn't read anything. I said, I prayed, accepted Jesus into my heart, and because I was such an ornery little illegitimate son of, uh, uh, you know what, there's another word for it. The bottom line is God in his mercy and the answer to someone's prayer saved my life, literally, and my soul, and my spirit. And I'm grateful to the Lord for doing that. But how many people, Doug, really get it that every boundary now is broken? Every boundary, you know? Every brown boundary. And here's the bottom line I would like to leave Christians with and take it to Jesus in prayer. You tell me if this isn't the most profound scripture to define what's happened in the United States of America in the Proverbs. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? God is a father. He created the family of man. Every time the devil distorts the family of God's creation with the insertion of his uh, altered creation and breaks the boundaries that God installed and started with the fallen angels, you have the destruction of countries and nations and civilizations. And ladies and gentlemen, at the risk of making everybody mad, which I guess is my anointing, is the bottom line is, is where are you going to stand for Jesus? Maybe not where, but when are you going to stand for Jesus? When are you going to understand the scripture that says the righteous are as bold as lions, okay? I don't hear the meow mix theme song in that statement. Do you, Doug? Not at all. And I think people have to understand that it's going to be, Steve, I, I truly believe those who stand righteously for Jesus are going to be looking, maybe looking around, wondering where their backup is. And uh, it's, it's going to be lonely, I think. But go on. Yep. Well, it's going to, you know, I mean, here's the thing. The cry of God's people's heart is this is they want to find like-minded believers. That's the number one question I get in my email now. Okay, Doug, I'm not making this up. That's the number one question I get when people are thinking of moving to Bozeman. And they say, is there any Bible-believing church here? I'm sure there are Bible-believing churches. And then they ask the next question. Are there any that teach contemporary events and prophecy and where we are in God's timeline? And I can honestly say this. I don't know of any. Okay. I don't know of any. Same here. I've lived in, I, and I yeah. don't. I just don't. And then somebody, and please, ladies and gentlemen, I don't keep tabs or track of different parts of the country. When someone sends me an email and says, I live in uh, Dubuque, Iowa, do you know any good fellowships here? Well, let me make it easy. If I don't know any good fellowships in Bozeman, Montana, you can't ask me about Dubuque, Iowa, okay, or or or, or Brooklyn, New York. And and I'm not being I'm not trying to be mean, okay. I'm just trying to be real. So I can't help you with that. I, I just don't know. So the cry of God's heart is is the cry of God's people's heart is oh that there was someone like minded that I could join with, that you could pray with, that you could fellowship with. Doug, how many people have, and you don't have to answer, but I'll, I'll, I'll use myself. How many people have come into my life telling me they love me, that God absolutely has touched their life only to turn and run, okay? And, and at any chance, they stab you in the back, okay? 
And then they go out and slander you. And we've been through that, you know. And then the thing is, is that if that's not enough, then another one pops up. So here's what I'm going to tell everybody. Those of you who are frustrated with trying to win family, friends, close acquaintances to Jesus by talking to him about the times we're in, don't unless the Lord himself tells you to do it. Pray for them and ask the Lord to show you the right time. The scripture says a word fitly spoken season. The number one frustration, I talked to a husband and a wife today, and I I forget what part of the country they're in, uh, maybe Pennsylvania, as a matter of fact. And, you know, I I mean, outside of them, their family doesn't want to hear what they have to say. Now, look, I, I think Jesus gave it to us all really plain and clear is that the enemy of a man's life are going to be those members of his own household. And I said there's two households. A household you live in, your, your immediate, if you will, nuclear family, and then there's a household of faith. You know, and, and people say, should I leave? My pastor doesn't believe in the virgin birth. My pastor doesn't believe in Jesus. And I said, what would you even ask me that question for? You should know better, okay? But if, if we're like the scripture says, we don't know our left hand from our right hand, and if the righteous barely be saved, you know, I mean, can I tell you this? That's why, that's why when you come to a woe is me moment, and I think that's where most of our at, our, us are at in this country, we know we cannot stop what's going to happen but we can turn to the Lord Jesus and just as he was with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the fire he'll be with us when we say God how are you going to feed us when there's no grocery stores or whatever you're asking he'll say the same thing I'm the holy God of Israel is there anything behold I am the Lord thy God is there anything too hard for me Henry Groover brings to my contemporary life set, that means everything going on in my life, the hope. And, and you, I dug anybody loved Jesus had to say thank you for what he was sharing, because that's our God. Our God reigns, and our God is not an idol. Our God is not made with the hands of men. Our God is not forged in the furnace of a metalsmith. Our God is not a poem lost in Greek mythology. Our God is not a story of the gods, G-O-D-S, little g, and goddesses of, of, of all of fallen humanity or fallen uh, hybrid uh, uh, entities. The thing is, is that God is a mighty God who reigns from heaven above. Our God is not who we make him out to be. And so this is why the scripture says, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. And then it goes on to say, then God arose and his enemies be scattered. That's the cry of the intercessor's heart now. Oh, God, arise and scatter your enemies. But as you're scattering your enemies, gather your beloved people unto you. I asked Henry the other thing. Uh, One other thing I keep asking him, and I said, Henry, has God shown you the difference cities of uh, of refuge. He said, I know of some, Steve, but he said, I'll tell you this, it will be at the time they're needed that God will provide the translation, his words, the direction and guidance, the angels. He said, he's learned not to limit how God's going to do it, you know, and God will bring the people that are looking to him and crying out to him for deliverance to those places, or he'll take them home, you know, and the thing is, is that I still, you you know, you had the chance or the opportunity to meet Pastor Bruce York, okay? And before the Lord, you know, what an amazing man, and yet God took him. 
We believed for him. We absolutely prayed his family, our prayer warriors. Yet God took him home. God took David Wilkerson home. I don't know why God did that, to be honest with you. But it's not my business. If God takes me home, you know, listen, my enemies would gloat over me. I had a guy send me a word that, prepare my family, prepare this, I'm going to die. I rebuked it as a curse. I blessed him, he cursed me. And this is a guy that thinks, you know, that basically uh, one minute I'm his friend, the next minute I'm his enemy. So the thing is, is that we're at the point now in history where guard your heart and guard your relationships. Ask God to show you the spirit behind everyone who comes into your life. Everyone. Everyone. Show God the, or I mean, show God that you're believing him to bring you know, the people in. Uh, Diana, I can't finish the story about the 15,000 uh, names. Evidently, my friend's uh, uh, access to that information, people are scared they will literally be murdered if they release those names. Sorry for getting away from that. All I can say, Doug, is that's the country we live in. If you think America can be politically saved, it cannot be done. If you think that somehow God's just going to say, well, you know, I really didn't mean it that I'll judge iniquity. You know, I'm telling you, Doug, the, the idea that God has given the nation 25, 40 years to repent, okay? And they haven't done it. And it's gone downhill. It's become more wicked, more wicked, more wicked. What can I say? If you're in the 15,000 names, guess what? That means somebody wants you dead. That won't release the names, doesn't it? And I know, Doug, right. that makes me for crazy. Yeah, yep. Indeed. And it's going to be more than 15,000 for sure. Yeah, yep. we're just seeing the beginning of the, the craziness now. Folks, we'll be right back with Steve Quill. SteveQuill.com. Right Stay with us. Talking about a number of things, you know, convergence of events. You talk about uh, you talk about where we are in history. Look, just look at the uh, look at the headlines. Look at the newspapers. Look at the evening news, if you want, or the internet. The headlines on Drudge, the ever changing headlines, tragedies, uh, tax, everything. You think you, you think <laughs> you think this is normal? The new normal, perhaps. By the way, folks, next, uh, well, about uh, about two weeks from now, August 19th through the 21st, Steve Quayle, Pastor Langford, Gary Haven, Revival with Jim Baker. Folks, go to Hagman and Hagman.com, click on the Revival banner, or go to SteveQuayle.com, click on the Revival banner. It's going to be a, just a marvelous event. That's Revival, August 19th through the 21st, Friday through Sunday. It's, uh, boy, are you lucky if you're able to attend. Uh, Steve Quayle, Gary Haven, Pastor David Langford, and many more. JimBakerShow.com for info or SteveQuayle.com or HagmanandHagman.com. And I just want to make a real quick uh, uh, announcement here, too. I said 9 o'clock on 
Channel 367. It's 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I don't know where I got 9 o'clock. Forgive me. But anyway, if you want to catch us on the coming apocalypse, if you want to just, uh, it's a half hour segment, I believe, right? Or an hour. I don't know. It's a half hour segment. Okay. All right. This so, Friday and next Friday, right, 1130 right. on channel 367 direct TV. Right. With that, let's get back with Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. Well, hi, and, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, is Daniel on the line with us? I am here, yes. Steve. Hey, Daniel, thank you. I'm going to introduce you to a friend of mine who has taken it upon himself to take a different uh, approach to the long-term storage food market and, and actually asked for some input from me. And I said to him, I said, Daniel, thank you for making real meat, you know, hormone-free milk, diced chicken without hormones, and coming up with product for people who are like me. By the way, I'm gluten intolerant. If you understand how many people are being poisoned in the United States by genetically modified and altered wheat, you'll begin to understand the importance. Now, Daniel is the owner, okay, of Numana Foods, and Daniel, I want you to share what prompted you to get into it, because we're going to offer some special packages tonight to everyone, and Ryan is a guy that answers your questions. We'll give out his email, but Daniel, you've been in this business for going on six years now, so uh, tell me kind of your philosophy on storage food, because you certainly know what your competitors are offering out there, and I, that's why, quite candidly, I got out of the food business, is because you can't give people good quality food, or at least you could until, uh, you know, you guys came along. Well, about five, six years ago, like you said, my family, was we wanted to get prepared, we wanted to uh, make some preparative decisions, probably a lot like your audience. Uh, what we saw out there, frankly, disappointed us. It was full of chemicals. It was full of preservatives. It was full of uh, GMOs. And so, really, we set out to make something better. And that's that's how the Man uh started. And that's our philosophy. Our our motto, our creed, is to produce the best of products for the survival and preparedness industry that we can. Well, and as as you looked at the. Obviously, you looked at the marketing survey. What, was it interesting to you? Here's what's interesting to me. Everybody talks about calories, and I'm not going to name names, but I was one of the very first long-term storage food companies in the country, and in those days there was really only two, Alpine Air and Mountain House. But obviously the, the uh, nature of genetically altered uh, foodstuffs has really increased in those years. I mean, that was like 40 some years ago when I started into that business, 35 yeah. at least. You know, yeah, so tell no me question. kind of what you what you wanted to do. Tell me what your criteria was because here's the thing, and and ladies and gentlemen, you need to know this. Daniel and I talked, and I said I'll only go back into this if you'll basically promise me, you know, GMO free, you know, make gluten free available, and for those who can tolerate milk, you know, it has to be hormone free, and you have to have calorie count, and you have to have meat. So kind of kind of share with us the different, if you will, packages and kind of, you know, your philosophy, because you shared that you're a prepper, but just just go through some of the products and especially, you know, the family packs and stuff and the difference, because I, I think, Daniel, there's a misnomer that people don't understand how much they spend for food now, and I'll say this, if they understood what they're paying for poison, the long-term storage food, they'd understand anything they buy now at today's prices will only increase and not only uh, 
price to replace it, but it's going to decrease the nutritional value. So go ahead, sir, and just talk as long as you want when you want to give it back. Give it back. Absolutely. The uh, the attitude towards food storage, I'll, I'll briefly talk about that, in the past has been it sits in the corner, it collects dust, it's, uh, you know, if you're starving, you'll eat it, that kind of thing. That's where the market was. Only recently has that kind of changed, and we've been co- kind of at the forefront of changing that. We've changed the perception of food storage. This is food that tastes good, that's quality, that we figured out a way to make it store good instead of taking storable crap and then make it and marketing it. That's kind of a philosophy difference. Now, think, you mentioned GMO, no aspartame, no high fructose corn syrup, no autolyzed yeast extracts, excuse me, no autolyzed yeast extracts, say that fast three times, uh, no soy. Uh, these are the criteria that we wanted in our food. And as we began to develop that and we began to get market share, we began to get a niche in the market where some of the other big players, uh, uh, you know, were marketing Companies, we became a food company uh, in this playing in this arena, and so we feel very proud of what we've accomplished. When we met you, we took it even a, a step further. You wanted to talk about calorie count and those kind of things, so we took our food. Uh, we developed special packages that are unique to you, so where we took our family pack. So, say one of our buckets, uh, our most popular thing is a family pack. And it had, uh, I think, 17 or 18 varieties of food in it at the time. I can't remember, but, but we, you want to take it and add meat. So we added meat to it. They're individually packaged, uh, mylar bags, resealable top, so you can use part of it, then not use part of it, not like a number 10 can where you, once you open it, you got all those servings. Very easy to transport, very easy to carry, comes in a square bucket, hinge lid, they design the stack. So that's the basis of what we created. Now, the other criteria that you just mentioned, we want to uh, get not empty calories. A lot of food storage companies focus on it. We feel they're empty calories or they're loaded with cheap breakfast, like uh, oatmeal and things like that. We put some of that in there, but very small. We do not put sugary orange drink or that kind of stuff in there. We want uh, quality meals, the kind of things that you're used to, more like you're used to eating now. So getting back to my story at the beginning uh, that I just said, changing the, the perception of food storage that is not just something you put in the corner that's collecting dust for an emergency. Now this is a viable investment in high-quality food that will you can use tomorrow night or 20 years from now in an emergency. It'll be there. That's the quality that we were going for and that we feel like we achieved. Now the other thing, calories. Uh, you know, I guess if you were a Holocaust victim in the camps in Germany, you could live off five or six hundred calories a day. I mean, I guess that's what they did. That's what, what they ended up doing. But if you're a real person, you're going to need, you know, twelve hundred, fifteen hundred. It depends on how active, maybe even a little more. You're going to have to have fifteen hundred to maintain. All our packages that we put together with Steve have, uh, an average of right around fifteen hundred calories a day. For three uh, three meals a day, it was a total of fifteen hundred calories. Now I'll tell you one of the most remarkable things, and it's hard to hard to explain to people, but this story will illustrate it. We're the only food storage company in the world that does a uh, bioavailability uh, study on all our food and how it mixes, how how food storage goes into the bag and sits there, and how it blends together, and what it means to the human body is kind of something that's left behind. 
Okay, uh, uh, quite a while ago, one of our, a friend of a friend we were introduced, they, they found out about Numana. They wanted to do a 30-day challenge where they ate nothing but Numana food. They said, well, you know, if this is food storage for an emergency, I want to see what it's like if this is all I'm going to eat. They bought some of our packs, about one pack, to use for the month. They, now the guy who did it, his name is Carl, uh, he's a, was a, uh, a delivery driver at the time. Very hard work, very strenuous. His job was very hot, he expended a lot of energy, and he would drink typically two energy drinks, two of those five hour energy drinks a day. That was his life. He started doing the Namana challenge. He had it to where he could cook just in the, just in the little box truck. He had a little cooker for lunch. In the morning, he would cook, and then at night, but in the lunch, he would cook. And he started eating. He ate nothing but Numana. Well, shortly, he felt uh, he felt so good, and he felt sustained, he stopped drinking his energy drink. There is a difference between food storage companies out there, and we feel proud that we've been able to create a product that, that can do something like this. To give you a comparison, I didn't tell, this, tell him this until after, uh, and the video is going to be coming out shortly. He did a video about it. He was so uh, happy about the situation. Um, another, uh, an Army guy did this with another food storage company. After about three weeks, he went to the doctor because he, he was getting sick, and his liver function was going down. He had to stop. And Carl, when he ate Numana, he not only felt fine, he felt better. He didn't need energy drinks. He felt sustained, and he felt like he could do his job. Now that that's the importance and the, the the details that we went to into this into these products. This is a family-owned company. Our focus is not marketing. Our focus is the product. Obviously, we have to market. Obviously, we have to sell and get it to you. But our focus and our passion and our drive was started with one: our family, our children, and now we're offering it to the world. We're so pleased with this partnership with Steve Quayle and. Uh, uh, Hagman Hagman, we appreciate you having us on very much to your audience because he's pushed us even further to create some very unique products with the protein content, the meat content, and they taste, this is food stores that taste great. Now, you invest in stocks, you invest in bonds, you invest in gold, you invest in silver because it pays a dividend. Well, so does food. If you freeze your food price today, you know you're going to get a dividend. You know the price of food is going up. I don't have to tell you that. So we have some two-person, two six-month pack, two-person year pack, four-person year pack, and they're very reasonable on the site. And it's hey, it's, it's, it's excuse me, uh, uh, Dan. Hey, Steve, uh, we're getting a little bit of feedback from you. Can you back off a little bit the mic? Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Go ahead, Dan. And uh, these packs are designed, I mean, this is real world. This isn't like, oh, I got this bucket that says this and I can get, this is, we formulate this with Steve so that if, they, if this is what all you had and this is what you needed, you would have what you need and you'd be, it would be there when you need it. So that's the detail that we went through and, and Steve has the, the prices. Ryan is, is great on customer service. We're so happy to have him involved and it can help you in any way to understand the more detail of this. But these, these buckets include individual meals like pasta primavera, black bean soup, uh, you know, uh, sweet habanero chili. This is real food. Uh, hormone-free milk powder. Uh, meat buckets of real USDA-grade meat. Not, not PVP, not soy. 
and uh, we're just so pleased to, to be able to present it. And uh, you know, if you're thinking about this kind of stuff, we really feel we got a good option for you, and at, at a really reasonable price. And when you compare apples to apples, when you compare apples to apples, I've never seen a package quite like this. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, Doug, I'm on mute, so I, I don't know if I will, you know, I don't know if where I'm feeding back, so please feel free to tell me if I'm over-modulating. I feel my sure. voice is so low tonight, maybe I'm trying to compensate for it. Well, here's the thing. When, when you look at food products, and like I said, I know the, I used to know, I no longer know because I've kind of put it aside, the sodium content of some of the bigger food manufacturing companies like, uh, oh, let's take Mountain House, for instance, Alpine Air. Now, they're getting better, but anybody with high blood pressure cannot take that much salt. It's, it's not good for you. Plus, the more salt you have in a meal, the more water you need. So one of the things that I'm really happy with is when they put together these different packs for me. And, again, look, I've been at this a long time, but with diced chicken buckets and ground beef buckets, you can't get this kind of stuff. And what they also do is typically when you buy bulk food for any storage program, once you break the seal on the can, you subject the contents of the can to food degradation. Your two most uh, extreme things you want to uh, watch against are heat and oxygenation or oxidation. So the point being is, is that with their uh, resealable packets and their individual packaging, and by the way, they're not individual servings. It'll be like, you know, anywhere from six to eight servings of meat, but they're real servings. And I can, I can share with you, I have been a dealer for everybody out there. Uh, when I say everybody out there, of, of the biggest in the, in the world, not some of the new ones that have come on, you know, but, and now there are companies coming in. So what, as food goes up in price, even Ross Powell, I talked to Ross the other day, he said, Steve, people can buy this food and they, and they can buy it with their IRA keel money and they can resell it. He said, what's, what's a one-person uh, system worth for a, a four-person, one-year pack for a family now, okay, is one price. What happens when you get uh, to the point of uh, uh, nobody having food and they'll pay anything for that amount of food, you know? So, you we're going to have on us, if you go to com, over on the right-hand side, we have the new Mana Food with Ryan's phone number. Ryan's phone number is 406-581-0182, 406-581-0182. And I told him, I said, Ryan, you've got to shut your phone off at 10. He had one guy call him 20 times in 20 minutes. And, you know, that's just, that's just downright uh, inconsiderate. So I said, your new hours, and obviously, I think I'm kind of trying to keep the guy from going crazy, meaning Ryan, because he's such a nice guy. But you can't tie him up for 20 hours. That's a, that is an order line. But let me just explain. Dan, I want you to run through the Defender pack, because I think that's a pretty representative pack of what, you know, it's got the meat. And, and just run through that, if you would. Okay. I'll just read to you right in the right in it. So... The Defender Pack is a really, uh, as unique as these buckets are, in the food storage world, there's really nothing that's like it. So these meals, I said, like the Pasta Primavera, like the Sweet Habanero Chili. These have, the Pasta Primavera has chicken in it. The Sweet Habanero has ground beef in it, real beef in it. 
it's uh, uh, just a fabulous. Uh, just I, I can't over overemphasize this. It tastes really good. I mean, this this is you would be happy eating this if you were late for baseball practice uh, tomorrow night for your kids. You needed something quick. You'd be happy doing it, uh, eating it then. Um, but in the pack is also some organic superfoods because when when you're under stress, when you're in some kind of situation where uh, you know you don't know and your world is turned upside down, and that that could be a job loss, that could be a hurricane, that could be you know the trucks aren't running. I mean, that could be anything, uh, uh, the martial law, anything. You need more nutrition, not less. And one of the things that we miss is, frankly, in our food is quality nutrition. So in the Defender Pack, I have these list of meals. Uh, you know, there's uh, 15 different varieties of meals with a combination in their individual packs and also packs of, like, organic ch- chia seeds, organic quinoa, uh, all these kind of organic superfoods that you can use to mix with the food. The food is made to mix uh, really well. It's made to be versatile. It's made to stand alone or to use with whatever you got. It's a, it's a, it's a very uh, a hearty, uh, sur- for a survival food, very hearty and very flexible. So in the Defender Pack, um, the, uh, the starter packs and the, and the four-person, one-year packs, are made up of defender packs at, with the superfoods, family packs that just are the meals, individually packaged, and then uh, meat buckets, chicken buckets, meat, uh, beef buckets, and milk. Now, uh, milk is can be used for a lot of things. It's very important in everyday life. One, if you have small children or if you have babies, you really need milk maybe for formula or maybe as a, as a formula substitute, just milk by itself. But two, we didn't want any milk because one of the big things we're starting to see is uh, hormone in, in, the, in the milk supply and all these chemicals and all these hormones, we're really starting to see how they're affecting, affecting us. And so this milk, we, we, we went through a lot of milk opportunities, a lot of milk possibilities. And we really found one we feel not only tastes good, but it's hormone-free. So in these packs, you've got milk that can be used for baking, that can be used for formula, and can be used as a protein, just a regular protein source. That's a quality source of milk, easy to mix. Then you've got the meat, meat buckets, the chicken buckets. You've got the Defender Pack with the superfoods. And then you've got the Family Pack with just the straight GMO-free meals. So all these combinations together in these different packs, uh, uh, it's really everything you need. It's really everything you need that we feel to, to really give you that hope and really sustain you, um, you know, whether it's tomorrow night or, you know, in your, in your biggest crisis in life. We feel it'll be there for you. And, and ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, special pricing. Uh, you can basically, I'll put it up on my website. Actually, I don't put it up, Doug. You know my skills at that. Uh, it's important for people to understand that food is going to be the most precious commodity. Again, I, I told, I don't know if you heard the show before you came on, Daniel, but I said when I started talk radio so many years ago, 25 years ago, started on talk radio, forgive me, I don't mean I started it, the 
two things that the Lord impressed upon me, and that's almost, you know, two and a half decades ago, was the two most precious commodities are going to be edible food, edible, now everything seemed to be edible in those days, and fresh water, potable water. Those are disappearing. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can call, we're running out of time, Daniel, thank you, but you can call Ryan at 406-581-0182 and ask him about the new special pricing, because again, you want to be able to recognize this, and those of you who have plenty of cash in your IRA Keo, and you're looking for additional income or additional uh, return on your investment, you can buy this stuff, you can buy it tax-free, what do you call it, without penalty-free with what Ross Powell can set up, and it's a pretty neat way to store wealth, and for people that don't get it, you, you, all you need to know is obviously the biblical story of Jacob and Esau, or you can even go into the seven years of good and seven years of famine with Joseph, but food fails, and it typically fails either in coordination with the money failing or shortly thereafter. You can watch where uh, Uganda, and you can watch where uh, Zimbabwe, and the African nations, and you can go to even Germany during the uh, uh, Weimar Republic days. You can see the cost of inflation, you, but you need to go to Venezuela. Venezuela has a trillion dollars worth of oil, and they can't feed their people. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what Hillary Clinton and the whole, if you will, democratic social communists are promising you a future without calories and the United Nations wants to limit them. There is no more important preparatory uh, move that you can make. And I tell people this, Doug, you've heard me, you don't even think of precious metals until you've done the food first. Well, Daniel, thank you, sir. And ladies and gentlemen, you can call Ryan at 406-581-0182 or you can go on uh, my website, stevecoil.com go over on the right and click on the new man a banner. Daniel, thank you. Thanks, hey, Daniel. Thank you. Or you, you can go straight to sqnewmana.com. Also, go straight to your page, uh, Steve. sqnewmana.com. Thank you, sir. God, God bless. Thank you, everybody. Have a good All night, right. Daniel. Thank you, sir. Indeed. Wow. Uh, you, you know, Steve, um, food. Uh, let, let me ask you a question, because I was thinking about this earlier today. Uh, out of uh, 300 and 300 plus million Americans. I'm just curious. How many people do you think have uh, storable, freeze-dried, long-term storable food, uh, percentage-wise or number? I would guess, and and that's a good question because I actually tried to calculate that one time. I knew the sales manager. Actually, I knew Dennis Corn for Alpine Air. I knew uh, one of the uh, sales managers for, uh, um, excuse me, Mountain House, and some of the others. I said, how many, you know, family units do you guys believe could be sold in a year in the United States? You know, if everybody produced all-out production, and the guys, and this was pretty remarkable, he said it would be tough to get over three to five hundred one-person units, a family of four, per year. Okay. Wow. Now there were times that Mountain House geared up, and also Alpine Air during obviously Y2K, which were the glory days for storage food. But if you look at the same package that cost, uh, I think our top package in the Y2K days, and some of you maybe are closer remembering than the, this than I am, but I think for a family of four, 
for the amount of calories that are real calories are necessary. I think it was close to seven, eight thousand bucks, okay? But that sounds like a lot of money until you remember back in Y two K, five hundred dollars a month in groceries. Now today to to get that, especially in non GMO organic meals, it's you're gonna look at double that. You're gonna look okay. at double that. Yeah. And so, you know, the the thing, and this is the hardest thing to get across to people, is when you buy food now that is good for 10 to 15 years or 20 years, then you're locking in today's prices. And I know that I tell people this. Some people bought three or four of those units of 24000 I say, you know what it costs to replace that right now? They say, no, what? I said 68000 bucks. That's a true number. So I would encourage everyone to go on my website, click on that again, Doug, 406-581-0182, and I'm giving that out for a reason. I don't know when the panic begins, but people will say, well, in three days without food, the, you know, blah, blah, blah. I want yeah. you to know all you've got to look at is the rioting or the flash mobs and uh, on social media, which I know nothing about outside of what Rhonda tells me. But the point is, is that look at what can happen to a 7-Eleven store when someone, you know, when a group of, uh, of angry youth say, let's go bust a store and steal everything in it. You probably saw the YouTube, you know, what was it, 88 people and so many men went in and just pillaged the place? Well, if you think that's bad, understand this, that the number one concern for everyone isn't just the United Nations troops, isn't just the Russians, the Chinese, every other UN troop here, the military, the DHS, the FEMA, the executive orders. It's the people that basically could care less about law. And now we've got a lawless set of uh, entities ruling every aspect. The Supreme Court, it is no longer a supreme. The executive is no longer ruling with the consent of Congress or the Senate. It's, it's writing its own ticket. People say, well, what happens if they come and take my food away? I had somebody asked me that today about their medals. I said, nowadays, listen, that's the least of your problems. You've got to worry about when they come and take your life away. So please, ladies and gentlemen, understand, you can put your food in your uh, you know, self-directed IRA that Ross Powell can set up for you. And Ross Powell's uh, uh, on my website, stevequail.com. And Doug, I want to thank you and Joe for letting me come on tonight. And I want to thank you guys for listening to the lateness of the hour. Again, I want to say this real quick. We're out of time, not just with the show tonight, but we're out of time as a nation. Anything goes at any time. You don't have to look for it in the future. It's happening right before your eyes. You have lost your country. The righteous have lost the foundations of their country, and now you've got to seek God while he may be found to tell you what you are to do as an individual and as family. God bless, Doug. God bless you, Steve. Thank you so much. Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com. Don't forget, True Legends off of Steve Quayle's website and Revival next, uh, well, August 19th, 2021. Have a good weekend, everyone. Good night.